live. I just pressed live. Hi, what's going on, everybody? How are you? Look at that. A little bit of call to action uh, tech stuff going on. Um, how's everybody doing tonight? Let's see our new, uh, our new intro, our new logo. We're doing it anyway. We're going to go ahead and do this thing. That went up really quick. It did go up yeah. really quick. We're going to let it play out for a while. Yeah. You guys like it? Too much? Too little? You want to dance, Paul? I'm dancing. A little bit of David B. action. <laughs> Ooh, it's so hot. It's so hot. <laughs> that What's takes going on? It usually takes a lot longer. Sorry. It does. It does. We had this whole setup. We were trying to plan. and uh, Let's come clean. I'm coming clean here. Alex has never done the intro screen before. Is what we do for chill all the time. So I, I set it up. She's supposed to like go live and then hit her screen and everything else. And then it didn't work. So I was like, oh, what are we doing? I was trying to teach her how to do something. Also, she hit live. And also, here we go. It usually are. takes like a good 30 seconds for it to go live, though. It always takes like a good 30 seconds for it to go live. Now, this one, it went live like really quickly for some it reason. Did. It took like two seconds. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like waiting. Like, I was literally at the press thing. And then you just started speaking. And I was like, what? Well, here we are. So anyway, <laughs> welcome to Call to Action Live, our 69th episode. I am not Kelsey. Unfortunately, Kelsey cannot be here tonight. But I will... Do my best to pinch it as host. I will probably not be able to do as good a job as her, but I will do my best, like I said. But next to me is the one, whoop, by the way, the one with the hot takes, the one that my best friend sometimes and my worst enemy most of the other times. But she's beautiful. She's talented. Miss Alex Mack. I'm the Loki to your Thor. That's what I'm hearing. Could, I mean, could be Loki to my Thor. Yeah. I'm definitely at the Thor body after Endgame. You would like throw Thor. a hammer at me, but I'd catch it and I would be like, that's cute. <laughs> How are you doing today, Alex? I got a beer, so I'm like getting warmed up. I'm getting, I'm getting all toasty. I got the Jameson on standby, so I don't have. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I ran through all my antibiotics. I can drink now, <laughs> so I'm that good. is good for you. That is good for you. Uh, yes, we're gonna. Yes, Michael, we're gonna get all the sixty-nine jokes out of the way early. Come on, in the sixty-ninth episode, we were gonna go call to action live after dark, but. We could not have that without Kelsey because she she loves the after dark talk. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyway, welcome to the show. You know how this usually works. We're going to talk about Schmodown, the week that was, the week that wasn't. In some cases, especially this week, uh, we're going to talk about some future news and uh, talk about the show. And of course, we will take or lack of show potentially. or lack of show. Actually, that's true. We're not quarantined. We're here for you. Come see us every chance you get. You guys are going to leave the house anyway, even if we weren't technically quarantined. That's true. Let's be that honest. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I guess we're hearing a lot of people want to hear your hot takes on stuff. It just keeps like saying, like, there's Hellraiser, the Hellraiser talk, the. Uh... Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been trying to watch, um, like, uh, I, because technically over the past few weeks, I've been kind of bedridden it's kind of like i for a long time um like i'm not supposed to like i can leave the house but for a long time like i couldn't walk fast all right, right, right. Like, yeah i couldn't walk fast i can't lift anything more than 20 pounds and i was kind of bedridden for a little bit like lucas had to put on my socks <laughs> like i was just like i can't lift, i can't i can't move my leg that way otherwise it hurts <laughs> so lucas was definitely being a champ and helping me out but over the past few days have been a lot better 
Uh, thankfully, again, ran through all my antibiotics, so I'm set. But I have been trying to break out of my comfort zone and watch some movies I've never watched before, including Hellraiser. I'm actually in the middle of watching Candyman as we speak. Candyman. And yeah, Candyman. Now, I won't say that a few more times, but, you know. Um, we yeah. should save most of that talk. We will save that talk until we have the chat questions. I'm sure people are going to ask about the chat. We shouldn't go too far into it or else we'll go way off topic. And then Kelsey will come like Candyman and whip our asses. So, <laughs> Only if we say it a few more times. Kelsey, 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 Kelsey. Why is actually well, we have uh, the cats here to give there us there you go. the presence of Kelsey. <laughs> All right. Why don't we get right into it? Why don't we say that? We go with the first topic we always go. Don't call it a recap. We've been here for years. Mm -hmm. Now, there can be two ways we can start this recap. Either start talking about matches. Or we could talk about all the hot topic news that came out. But I guess we should save that for news. So why don't we talk about the matches? Okay. The first match we had was Final Exam versus The Experiment. Uh, that was a fun match. I, I was, say. yeah. <laughs> I I, got, I went to a meme making frenzy. I made like five or six memes as a result of watching those two matches. <laughs> and I was very happy people liked them. I made the one with like the three dragon heads and mm -hmm. with Shannon, Mark, and Elliot. And I made oh, another yeah. one with, I made the other one with Hot Man with the Action <laughs> Army and the Harloff one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Hot I even, Man. I even oh, like, I, I was making it in bed and I turned over Lucas. I was like, hey, do you think Harloff would find this funny? Because I don't know. He's like, I can't tell with Harloff, you know, like, would he be, like, offended? <laughs> I, <don't laughs> <get that. laughs> I think he gets it now. So I just <laughs> sent it to the approval of the general's chat and said, and, and then Brandon just took it and he just posted it. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one and the Lon Harris one, I mean. Lon Harris is quickly, like, I've always had a soft spot for Lon Harris. I even loved his professor character, and don't get me wrong, I loved what he was doing. But his quick juxtaposition, his change of persona to the delinquent, oh, my God, that was a highlight for me. He quickly became another must-see mm -hmm. uh, character now at this point. He is hilarious. Yeah, um, he's definitely fantastic. I mean, we had quite a few, I, think, I feel like, honestly, this match was the episode of character swaps, character turns necessarily, right. specifically. I mean, we had Lon Harris. He had, like quickly switched over, creating like it was the first time we saw him in this new character mm. of the delinquent. Mm. Uh, you know, it was also the first time we saw Paul being like in this like Zen Buddha mm. mode. Okay. Low key is much more low key, less like less glasses. He took off the jacket. Looks like he's been doing some yoga or something. Um, but Elliot, he's a lot more chill. He didn't come in with any beer or fireball that I saw. Oh, chill is the right word because I think he okay, was but, very much more. Okay. Uh, he was a little more like reserved. A little more worried that Shannon was going to bite his head off. That's what I, I mean. Thought. He looks scared. You you're sitting next to the guy that held uh, the watch my collar in his hand. Uh, the watch <laughs> that, 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 that little thingy from Hellraiser. <laughs> The the one that one from <laughs> yeah that one this the xenobite or cenobite <laughs> xenobite yeah okay there we go that and Mark um but and Mark I'm not gonna lie I loved Lon I think he was fantastic but to me I was gravitating more to, towards Mark I thought he was delightful oh, he I was. loved Mark 
He was so, good. He was good. Xenobite, uh, <laughs> it's tomato just, tomato. I could spell it. <laughs> I could spell it. Okay, I could fair spell enough. C-E-N-O-B-I-T-E, dude. Come on. It's like said once in the movie. Come on with it. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, it's been a long time since I've seen the Hellraiser movies, but I love them. Yeah. Um, but going back, I do love, I think Lon Harris has a chance. Somebody, Brian Nussbaum said it earlier. Uh, and this is way too early to call it, but if I think if this goes on, he could easily become kind of a comeback player of the year because he had a hold struggle. the fucking phone. Already? already? You're going to start this already? Okay. Hold the fucking yeah. phone. Okay. All right, we'll listen to this. Guys. Okay, so I'm already going to call it now. Rachel Silvestrini. It's going to be the comeback player of the fucking year. Okay? Well, Calling yeah. it now. I, I don't know if she can be a comeback player of the year. Considering Why not? She was a, like a sixth or seventh round pick. She, I don't want to say it, but her personal record, both in teams and singles last season, and she'll even admit it. She's like, I did not great. <laughs> and she even like very vocal about it. She's like, I am coming for comeback player of the year next season. See here, the switchblade. I love the switchblade, but you can't, first of all, you can't take her draft spot in, in, in okay. regard to sure, a absolutely. Okay. And on the way, I get it. <laughs> That's true. I get it. But I would think that Rachel had been already kind of going on the way up. I mean, she took Roka to the limit during the tournament. So it's not like she was like. She's still lost, though, unfortunately. When well, you're talking, I, if you're talking about the top 15 competitors, does Rachel come up? She's on the way up. That's what's exactly. She's, she's on the way up. Sure. Way up. Exactly. So, so she, but a comeback means exactly. you went down first. Usually, when you're comeback, yeah, you start somewhere, go down, and then like come back up. Four matches in a row. But she was—I mean, Rachel never hit her for full potential. I think she's just yeah. starting down to get there. Exactly. So, so it's not she, a comeback player of the year. It most maybe. But she lost. She lost like every single. She lost almost every match but one, and that was a team match last year. I can't, I can't. So, if I'm wrong in this, and anyone in the chat, please tell me. But I I'm think I'm wrong because, it, like, from what I from what I remember, I only remember her winning once with Devon, and I remember right. she played with Paul, and that was an awesome match where she did really well. But she still lost. She played against one other person, and I remember her being. She talked about how exhausted she was, and she just couldn't pull it out, um, unfortunately. And she still lost. She played in two team, like another team match. She lost again, where people are talking about her potentially going heel after that. And she broke up with uh, Devon as a result. But also she, then she went with John Rocco. Wait, is this five matches at this point? So, and then she went up against Roca, a champion. Absolutely. But she went through the third round, but still a loss. But that is my point. In order to have a comeback player, you have to have a level, then go down and then come back. She hasn't been there to come back. She's been kind of on a slow rise up, and like her last match. What the about year, what about her record in a rise so far, though? Realistically, well, taking Roka to the limit, you finally get she's starting to get the respect she deserves. That was the big yeah, but she still killed. lost. She got right. knocked yeah. out in the first right. round right. of but the tournament, so it doesn't matter how close they got. But was she ever at her level? She got to be at the level to come back to. That's what comeback means. Right now, she's what no, like, I teach you what comeback means. Comeback means you have to be. You have to have be at a level to come back to. She was not at that level yet. She's just now getting towards that level. Okay. Lon Harris had success. Lon Harris had some success and he fell and now he's coming back. Come back. That's well, the name of the thing. No, come I mean, back. honestly, I feel like she has more claim to a comeback player of the year over Lon because Lon did part of the team. 
he did actually pretty well part of a team. Sorry's got it. Okay, I can understand that. But even part yeah, of a team, he was very successful with JTE. That's my point. You no, know? but point also he did pretty well. Rachel has little to absolutely no success in last last season. Which go. is why you can't. Which is why. Which is why you can't come back because you never had the success to come back to. She you is coming to have, back. You have to have a level of success. Ron was never a great to. player. Bullshit. <laughs> he was a. He came in with a lot of potential. He did okay. He did well. He did well. He went against really good with Corey Hall with his debut match, but that Cody, was Cody Hall. Cody. Sorry, thank you. Thank you for correcting me, Cody Hall. However, that was it. I'll that whole, side, the whole thing, the whole thing where he was supposed to, oh, wow, someone's actually on my side. Um, <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Um, but the, what his, like, they had to drop entire storylines because he lost, like, several times back to back. He yeah. never fulfilled his potential. He came and in hot. See, Jake came, I mean, Jake, I'm talking about, let's see, Jake's right. Lon came in hot, so he had a spot already. He and came in hot with one match. And then he fell, and now he's coming back. Just like Rachel won, also won one match. But Rachel never had quite, got the, quite the height that, that Lon had. Never had the respect. No, she had a lot of hype going in. She had, she no had a supreme amount of hype going into it. Everyone talked her up. Jake, no, you don't have to be great, but you have to have some place to... What, define the word comeback. What does comeback mean to you guys? What is a comeback? A comeback means you're you're you you have to be somewhere to come back to. Okay. You have to have a place to fall. Well, in that to... case, to me, Lon and Rachel were at the same place. They had a lot of hype going into it. Lon won, 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 won his match at the very beginning. Then he didn't win until team matches. Then he won he won it with JTH. Oh, I said JTH. Sorry, JTE. A and I it was like the Academy or something. I can remember what the team was. Um, bring in his brother. Evil geniuses or whatever, right? Evil geniuses. Thank you. And then they won another match. Okay. So he won like two matches. But I don't I'm saying that I don't think that Rachel ever had the respect she deserved anyway. She I had mean, she a lot of she, was, she was with Devon. She was never gonna win with Devon. That's what it kind of seemed like. I, I loved her. I thought she was very much underrespected. She's kind of like I, I've always said going to this mat, going to this year, that she was gonna be someone who's gonna take it to the next level and get to that degree. But I just can't call that a comeback. I call that getting to the where she's supposed to be. Lon, I feel like had the respect level, whether it was deserved or not. He didn't Lon, get respect. He had one win. No, he had more than one win. Oh, I mean, sorry, two wins. Up. He had a couple of good. He had uh, he had a good showing at the free for all. I believe in the first year he did it as well. I'm sorry, um, if he's not like the top five people that are in the free for all, we don't we don't really care. I mean, Roko yes. wasn't Roko was in like seven rounds. I mean, but we don't talk about him because you don't need Roko doesn't need anything because he has so much else. That's the difference. Okay, Roka, sure. I mean, Okay, Roka, maybe yeah. we don't talk about Lemonade. What's his name? Lemonade that lasted for five rounds, surprisingly. And that's fine. Uh, Everyone, the lemon. All right. Lot Harris is four and four and five and three in sing uh, teams. From last year. This is his, his career. Can you pull that up? Uh, sure. Uh, my screen. I have to get my. Hold on. Again, I, I really want to be proven wrong. I'm okay with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't believe that for a second, but that's okay. But I do feel like, to me, they're on the same level. Hold on. 
Lon Harris. Okay, looking down Lon Harris's match history. Let's see. He beat Mark Burden. He beats Cody Hall. He lost in the free for all. He lost against Ethan Irwin, a champion level. He beat Josh McCougar. Okay. He lost to Ben Bateman, championship level. He lost to William Bibiani, championship level. Beats Paul Preston. And then loses to Paul Preston. Okay. So that's like a level where he's actually at a spot where he's only his losses have been to real big champions. But he so he came in winning two and oh. Lost one it was three. So at one point he was three and one. Okay, this is like you're looking at from like 2018. I'm looking at 2019 exclusively. Okay, 2019 exclusively. He lost, lost to Bibiani, okay. a free okay. for all loss. He beat Paul Preston and then so lost one once. And then in teams and lost out everything else. Teams he beat Superhero News by knockout. Okay, with evil geniuses. Okay, and then he let's see 19. 19. Lost, first. Oh, wait, that's 18. So he lost a critically acclaimed in class in, okay. in a number one contenders match. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Supreme Intellect he lost against Paddington 2. Wait, was okay, so um Evil Geniuses, they became Supreme Intellect, right? Correct. That was the okay. one I I can't remember the other guy's name. He was in it. Um he was like the one time Okay. I forget his name. Uh Simon Thompson, that's his name. Okay. Yeah, the one match of them. Let's so go I, back to, okay. So what I'm okay, what I'm seeing here is that he has he does have some wins and some losses. Absolutely. Okay. Let's go ahead and let, refer to Rachel's now. Okay, let me get try. I'll find Rachel's. Hold on. Okay. Here's sometimes slow, so it is what it is. All right. 2019. Lost in the free for all, lost to Paul Preston, lost free to Tom Roca. Count. What? Well, free for all doesn't really count. No one actually expects to win the free for all. Okay. Unless in you're singles. Bad. Yeah. She lost to Paul um, Preston and um, lost to John Roca. Mm hmm. And so, all, okay, I do see. Yeah. Yeah. She's lost, lost everything except lost once against the movie guys. Was that yeah. really it? Yeah, against yeah, the movie guys? Wham. Whammy. So okay, to me, so, that one loss means she doesn't have a place. She's never quite gotten there. So it's hard to come back from that because it wasn't. She was never there to to be back. Okay. I mean, you know what? I will stand corrected. Okay, I will say stand corrected. You're actually right. Somebody uh, screen cap that, please, Jake. Just get that on the record. She should be. She will be most improved. Absolutely, that I can get behind 110. Most improved. Absolutely. I like that. So mm -hmm. okay. Well, then let's not <laughs> right now while we're agreeing for a second, let's move on. <laughs> anyway, so they anyway, the match itself. Uh, it was a great match. They had the round one. Everybody had a perfect, had a, everybody had a Dewberry except for Dewberry. Uh, everybody had a perfect round, first, first round except for Dewberry. How often does that happen, do you think? I don't know. Like, um, I think it's only happened like a few times where it's um, where everyone has gotten perfect first rounds. But this one, all except one, but everyone did really, really well. It seems, I honestly think that's going to happen more and more um, yeah. this year, especially because it seems like, I mean, we know the questions are being recycled a little bit. It does seem yeah, like I mean, your questions as well. the first round questions are definitely a little easier than they had been in previous mm -hmm. years. They're kind of making it up. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens more and more. I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, all four people getting it very at one point. But so I don't know. It's a hard to say. But they yeah. had a good first round. 
So okay. um, it was great to see Paul and Lon working together so well in the, in the first round. Um, and Mark did really well too. So it's a good, it's definitely a good start for both of them. Um, oh, sorry. I just want to pause for a hot minute. Michael Sambliss, if this were the old days of Action Army, I was there for the old days of Action Army, so whatevs. Um, Alex would be eating mayo sandwiches right now, and I'm okay with that as long as it's Japanese mayo because Japanese mayo is the shit. Japanese mayo. I don't think you ever had Japanese mayo, to be honest with you. Yeah. I used to eat Japanese, like, mayonnaise all the time when I was little. It's like an, it's an Asian thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. You get it, like, for super cheap at the Asian market. So yummy. Okay. Well, then we hit round uh, round two at that point, um, and I, so a uh, final exam won the spin, or uh, you won the chances. Mm. And, uh, well, what do you, do you want to talk about potentially about Shannon? Do you think she pulled a Kate Mulligan? Do you think Shannon pulled a Kate Mulligan? I don't think so. I don't mean. Do you think it was bad? I mean, so um, basically they were given, they, both of them were given opponent's choice, which happens very rarely. Yeah. So that's, that's I mean, that's crazy right there. But uh, the experiments also got, um, so the, the experiment, I can't remember what they gave the others. I think it was nineties. I feel like considering their age, both right. of them, they're like under, like under 35 years old. The experiment like, why, would them, why would you give them the nineties? So, I mean, that's a little weird. To I me. think what it was, and I could be wrong, is I think that uh, Paul, for whatever reason, he puts classics as a strength. I wonder if, like, just instinctively, for they thought reason? that. No, not for whatever reason I'm saying, but like, for, I'm, I, I'm saying, I think that because he puts it as a strength, you might not equate the two. So, if the, if the classics is your strength, you don't equate like something like the 90s as a strength, too. You know what I'm saying? You hear some mm -hmm. of the class. It's like Lon is a classics guy as well. And for his whole professor shtick, he definitely did better on it with classics. As, at least that's memory. I don't know. I have stats for that. Yeah. But, uh, but classics versus more newer releases. So I think Paul, maybe because of that, they went with they went with mm -hmm. that. So I mean, I don't know if it was right or not. I mean, obviously, they, they knew their stick. They had their stick. Pretty yeah, well. it's I, I just I mean, like there was a lot of other new slices that were there. I feel like would have been better. I will say that too. Okay, that. you're right. I, I was just referring to that. But if there's another thing we can call it, Jill, <laughs> please let me know. Because I, I just, like, I was referring to, like, that kind of situation where managers could have influenced. I will say I think it's also That's good. what I was referring to. I will also go back to say that it's also the player's responsibility as well. And they know Absolutely. that better than, especially than Kate just started out that it was a first match together. They got to take some mm -hmm. responsibility for it. I think they have taken it themselves. But Kate's a good manager and not going to let them take the heat. Yes, it, they could give a recommendation, but at the end of the day, they are adults. They should know better, um, and it's their choice. Um, but also, they were the, but also the, the experiment. They were given young adult adaptations, and just saying, if you look back at our reaction, we did really well. <laughs> of course, you did. I knew you would. I was, I love seeing that on the board. I thought you would <laughs> love this shit right here. Um, they did not do as well. Uh, they did okay, I think. Yeah, right? that's very. <laughs> that's uh, if you put in a girl our age, <laughs> <laughs> they would be like, no. But it didn't seem like that would be in Mark's wheelhouse and Dewberry, not so much either. They so. they did okay considering they were really they did. close. They did. They didn't do bad. They uh, they did a good job of, of as as they say, navigating through the waters, so to speak. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it worked out well enough for the final. 
for final exam. They 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 had it pretty much in in tow at that point. And there wasn't much else for it. They had at the end it was thirty to twenty. So I mean it was it was almost pretty much a it was almost over at that point. They had yeah. really kicked ass at that point. So. Yeah, I mean it's but two rookie teams doing that well point wise mm-hmm. is it's huge. Um, yeah. Usually you don't see. Um, such, I, I hate to call them low ranking teams, but they're both rookie teams. Those are team debuts. So they are technically low ranking teams. And it's very rare. Do you see low rookie teams like that score in the thirties and almost right. 40, like that's unheard of. It is. You know, you only get like teams like top 10 or critically claimed or whatever point that high. Theoretically. I mean, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, usually, but I mean, again, <laughs> Saul is calling you out, just so you know. Saul always calls you out. We love Kate. Yes. I will say that, too. We do love Kate. So, justice for Kate, indeed. We got it, Kat. We got it. We got it. We, it's Mistakes happen. Whatever. <laughs> and also, I don't blame Kate. To me, she's very new at the game. I just want to clarify. You know, things like that happen. Um, I do blame kind of her competitors. They have to know. They have to know. If two plus two... Um, equals four, but you, someone else tells you it's five. Like, you don't say it's five. You don't keep telling people it's five. It's it's four. It's but regarding going back to your statement about them being young teams, I mean they are a young team, but they are very. I mean, especially especially on the final exam side, they're very seasoned players. Uh, Lon's yeah. a very seasoned team player. Um, Paul, I'm glad to see a team as well. Because Paul, I was actually worried about Paul. Not worried is the wrong word. But after he got his ass kicked at a spectacular, and that's no, I mean, he'll, he'll tell you that himself. He got his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Um, I was glad to see him come out and pretty much ha- didn't seem to be shaking at all. He kind of came in, did his thing, answered everything right on. Um, yeah. I see, I saw no rust from him. So that's that's good to see. I hope that continues. I want to see him in singles now, especially when he goes up against Roka. We'll have to see what happens there. Um, but it was good to see him. And like I said, Lon didn't let his character get in the way. He had a good run as well. So I think even though they're a young team, sometimes it's easy to, when you have seasoned players like that and you cover the same, the bases that are needed, you don't take a lot of time to get the, to get the team vibe rolling. You just need someone to be able to play the game. Right. And that's the thing is Lon's always suffered with that a little bit, but Paul is very good at the game. He's very good at the game. So once you have that, I kind of knew that this was going to be a good team and that I was not surprised to see them in the thirties, to be honest with you. Um, with regards to the other side, the experiment, um, I don't think Mark or Elliot have ever proven much as far as gameplay goes. And that's going to be an issue for them. They're knowledge wise. They're knowledge wise. They're good. Um, yeah. I haven't seen anything spectacular about how they play the game. So I mean, that, that's, that's I mean, I honestly, yeah i mean there's i mean they didn't choose i don't feel like they chose correctly you know in this slice again you know choosing 90s but again you know that's i'm not sure like who i'm not sure if there's one person we can blame for that but also these are two very different competitors where mark mark hoik is a last season he played one or two matches mm-hmm. and he's very new and i remember chatting with him in la and he was like yeah i had to i've never really seen it i don't know any of these people <laughs> i was <laughs> brought on board like a week before recording and i just watched a few matches and i thought okay <laughs> so he was just going off what he already knew so this is like this idea of strategy is a very new process for him so i'm mm-hmm. hoping i'm wondering if he's going to be a quick learner through this but elliot he's 
as far as I can tell, he's never really had to actively strategize. Yeah. Being part of, be part of, you know, being working, being with part of, uh, you know, Wildberries and being with Wildman, that's awesome and everything. But you're not getting a championship level match when you're being part of the Wildberries. That's not your focus. You're there to have fun. You're there for some Wildberries. <laughs> wildberries. <laughs> you know, so... I mean, you, I mean, gotta be realistic. So he's kind of going into this new kind of team where you have to strategize. You do have to study. You got to have your shit on point. And so this is very much a learning curve for both of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I will say that it's, again, that's another thing about new teams. Also just got to discover on their side, what their strengths are and how they overlap. I mean, you know, that, you know, Paul and Lon have their certain strengths, but it becomes a lot more nuanced as far as how they can cover the, the gaps that they do have. And they didn't show many gaps this time. So it's a good, good start. I actually think they could be championship level material if they, if they keep it up together. But okay. honestly, I feel like individually they, they both are honestly championship and uh, level material, championship mm -hmm. level material. It just, they just uh, the experiment just needs some extra push. They need mm -hmm. to strategize and actually build some of that team chemistry because it was clear that wasn't there yet. Right. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, maybe he needs to like put on a leather jacket or something, or maybe he needs to grow out his hair. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he'll <laughs> need to like stroke this, the cenobite or something a little bit <laughs> under his curse. You know, it's, I definitely so want to say that you said when you said that Mark hasn't been around the game very much, and he just obviously I don't think he's been around the game yet still long enough. I don't know enough of his weaknesses mm -hmm. and strengths myself. I mean, I know he was on Beat the Geek for a while, so he's obviously probably good at most geekdom style movies, but not quite maybe not quite inner geekdom. Um, but he's an older guy. Uh, they tend to have yeah. their wheelhouses. They tend to have their wheelhouses in the eighties. Eighties are probably big for him. <laughs> I remember him tell ask I asked him like what he thinks his strengths are. Mm. And he said, Oh, I was thinking because I, I was staying we were I was standing next to we were at the table with like Mike and Shannon, like and I was like chatting with Mark and I was like, Oh, do you have any idea what your strengths would be? You know, based off what you've seen and everything. I don't know, maybe some German coming of age films. Seventies <laughs> <laughs> romance. And I saw Shannon be like mm. <laughs> she did like she did like one of those looks <laughs> I think he's just throwing y'all I'm, I'm right. hoping so I really like <laughs> I kind of wonder if it was just an act <laughs> I don't know but he's such a cool guy he is really nice he is yeah well I mean yeah, okay, so we know how it ended up they ended up winning 30 to uh, the finals I'm sorry winning 30 to 25 and that yeah. made sense they didn't have to do much more than that um so at the end we'll have to see what goes on next for these teams but I do like I do think I see a quick ascension for final exam at this point with the experiment I see another match let's see how they go and we'll uh, we'll test where they are at that point I mean corruption is not doing all too hot right now with the exception of they just won the, the one match the, cor the corruption themselves I mean the I mean the corruption. Oh, the, the faction. Faction okay. saying. Okay. I mean corruption luckily pulled it out, and that's I'm still crying about that a little bit. Um, but they're definitely they're staggering a little bit compared to some of the other factions. Well, well, point wise, they are technically the lowest scoring. They only have one win for like four or five faction matches overall yeah. over singles and everything. But we haven't really gone into IG all that much, aside mm -hmm. from the one in Atlanta. So keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Um 
but also on top of that, you know, it's it's a very long season and we're barely a month and a half into it. So, you know, we got a lot of matches coming up. I am kind of curious, however, with that in mind, usually I know from how it goes, like there's like um, two or three factions that kind of dominate uh, like the first half, like the first quarter kind of thing while they do filming and everything. They film those matches. And so the next quarter they film a lot more. Yeah. Uh, they're probably going to focus on more of uh, um, the quirky mercs and the rock stars and things yeah. like that. They're going to focus on those teams as well in the next in the next quarter. Well, that's kind of, thing. Kind of my point. Four. Yes, that's kind of my point though, because the Corruptors yeah. are not getting their points now. So it, the thing is, if they, with that in mind, though, if they would have, to, they would, in order for their matches, kind of go into like you know the follow up matches and everything, they would have, they need to win. Mm. very very quickly outside of corruption the team right, right. Okay. and yes i know rock stars only have one win as well I do they've only that. played like in one they or two matches, though. matches one of which we're about yeah. to go into actually sure. our next match so good segue there <laughs> now we go into the ethan Irwin versus jeff snyder <laughs> um overall thoughts was it went pretty much how i thought it was going to go i'll be well the outcome was pretty much just how much I thought it was going to go. I kind of went in thinking Ethan Irwin was going to win. I kind of thought that why would be a moment that would be a moment that Jeff Snyder would be frustrated with, and it would end up losing and cost not costing him the match. But do you think that's his downfall? Like I, I have a heart. Like everyone that I've talked to, whether it be through episodes like these or anything, mm-hmm. they I know personally. I remember I if I were to have put my money on, I was like, yeah, Irwin. But I can't really explain why I would put my money on Irwin. It's just a gut feeling. And also, if you look at their specific records and everything. um, But at the same time, like, I have a hard time saying this person's going to lose because they're passionate and potentially emotional. You know what I mean? I I don't like saying that. I do. I know what you mean. I I picked Irwin for the same reason. I think that... For my money, and I could be proven wrong, so I don't want to show any disrespect to anybody. I think that I think that Jeff Snyder is a better teams player than a singles player. Um, he's also better with Roxy because he seems to have gotten a little bit under control. But he is a wild card that he, he's an emotional guy, and that he can lose it even briefly. And when you lose it briefly, it, it can be enough to be. So I mean, when you go up against somebody like heavy hardcore. You, you kind of he can kind of do get away with that against some people. But but There's we don't talk sh- about we don't talk about Roca or Kalinowski in that way. But they because they never well I, I talk about Kalinowski about that all the time to be honest. <laughs> I always say that about Kalinowski. That's why I think I think he okay. I predicted Spence was going to get in his head and and it was gonna be over. And I actually predicted that Drew would get guy would get in his head in the corruption match. And I think he did. I think that when I went back, if you talk, I talked about it before. I think that uh, Chance was the reason why they won, and that's exactly actually my point. If that had been and why I'm actually predicting Andrew Guy could beat Kalinowski in a one-on-one match because I think Guy could get into Kalinowski's head and rattle him enough to cause that kind of distraction. With the team, pl- teams. Oh level, my gosh, that was so good though. With the teams, Chance was. Yeah, not your fault. <laughs> Sorry, team, I, yeah, go ahead. Chance carried the team. Was able to pick up any of that slack, or, or when Mike did have a rusty first round chance to pick him up. Same thing if Jeff, if it was a team's match, it was Jeff, it was the odd couple versus Irwin and um, was it Herman and James White, I think it's going to be. If Snyder had that rust, then maybe that, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Andreco could have picked him up possibly. 
that's why he's better as a team player. He's less likely to get into his own head. Um, he can beat anybody if everything goes his way. That makes sense. Well, yeah, you can say that by anyone. Anyone can, can beat. Well, Kalinowski can literally beat anyone. He could probably beat Dan Merle if he spun James Bond movies every second round. I mean, well, absolutely. That's, that's not going to happen, though. But um, Jeff, Jeff has a, a history, has a history of, of getting in his own head. That's true. I mean, okay. Well, okay. So, what are some other competitors you feel like can get "quote unquote" emotional? I don't like to say emotional. I feel like emotional is such a like a weird word to describe these competitors. Mm -hmm. I like to think of just very passionate. Mm -hmm. um, so, what are some other competitors that do you feel like might you might be? I think my, like what I said, I said Mike is that way. I think he is that way. I I, I like Mike a lot. I think he's a great player, but he does get a little, he's almost too much into it sometimes. I think. Actually, Andrew Guy has done that as well. Sometimes mm -hmm. he, he misses a, he misses a question. Knows he kind of lets it lets it linger uh, a few times. Oh, the descent one. I know the that descent, one. Absolutely. <laughs> Roke. I don't see. I don't think Roke does that anymore. He gets emotional during the match, but he tends mm -hmm. to he tends to be able to rebound and refocus. He'll talk about it afterwards and call it out afterwards. But in the in the moment, he'll be like, "Oh fuck, oh, fuck. But then he'll and focus refocus at that point. Okay. Um, I think, I think who else? Darren Bads is that Bibiani can get thrown off at times. I think that's sometimes true. He can, I don't think it's quite as bad as some others, but he definitely I feel can like, um, linger. Um, Whitney would be a little more have that reaction much more so than Bibbs, to be honest. I'm um, looking back at some of his, um, where he's just like, eh, where he's where he seems like in the match itself, he's just like, hmm. But you can tell he really kind of after he gets something wrong, it's like a flip, um, a switch uh, flips essentially, and he has a he has a hard time like, like you can see the tension just really ball up on him. Right. And after I feel like especially when we saw him in his singles matches, um, yeah. where he tries to act, act a little nonchalant about it, but it really doesn't come across. Um, very nonchalant. <laughs> um, what do you think about? Well, Starger, I know mentioned uh, specifically. Um, where was it? Um, Hannah. Starger yeah. Hannah might be emotional. I don't see Hannah in the match being emotional. I think after after the match, you can get emotional. Um, but overall, I think during the match, I don't really see it very much. I thought you say it's pretty cool overall. But I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't know what I, can, I do. I can see him definitely being like pissed. Yeah, I can pissed. Yeah. I don't I can see him being pissed, but not so much. Um I see him doing more of the after the match kind of being upset yeah. about it afterwards. Yes. Like during the match, he kind of like lets it go. But like mm -hmm. otherwise he gets gets pissed, I think. That's the way I saw it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um yeah, but sorry. Um, I know I kind of took it off course a little bit, but I mean, I do feel like that's something that needs to be kind of addressed. I think managers are definitely taking much more. Um, uh, they are trying to kind of work with them a little bit more, trying to really hold in some of their emo some of their emotions, and really so much of it is psychological. And not, obviously, competitors know that, but managers that's like one of their big focuses, like helping them deal with that right. and bring it in. So we had Ethan Irwin 
and Jeff, and they both had, I believe they they have a perfect first round each. I can't remember if they both did or not. Yeah, so there. Um, they only one of them has a perfect first round, I believe, and that would be Irwin. I want to say I think I think uh, and Irwin he I believe he had the not he got the extra point as well. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, the chat will help us out, but either way, they both had good first rounds. Solid um, first rounds. Second rounds come, um, and Ethan spins Julia Roberts, and then takes it. Mm -hmm. that, oh my gosh, those were some easy fucking questions, though. For if you're a Julia Roberts fan, some of them, yeah, some of them big, right. huge. <laughs> Everyone and their mom knows that. My grandpa <laughs> knew that. <laughs> And he doesn't even watch movies. He mm. actually avoided the movie theater. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, he did a good job. I don't think he did as good as well as he thought he was going to, though. That's the point I was making. Kind of like, I think he, if he had it over again, I almost feel like he would have spun a gun. I do feel like, because it didn't seem like he was very Irwin. -esque. Justin, I actually annihilated that round. Just saying, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, Irwin definitely has some weaknesses, obviously. They're not as... He's not family usually it's like animated. Um, <laughs> that's probably his action figure feeding him into that. that Just like it, what was it, barbarians like yeah. mink scarf thing? One feeding him him answers. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> He's like, what's the answer, bro? <laughs> oh, Jumanji. <laughs> that's right, right. <laughs> um, but it did well, and he he, he did enough. That he did enough that he was able to get by, um, but then Jeff actually obviously had the the next round, and he was able to get Paul Thomas Anderson after doing Spinner's Choice. And Paul Thomas Anderson was a very very high success rate for him. He it was obviously definitely a strength for him, mm -hmm. um, so much so that he had a pretty sizable lead at the end. Yeah, um, he had I, a huge lead. Yeah, it was, it was you can say it was like a big. Huge lead, but that okay. Sorry yeah. to jump back over to Julie Roberts, though. That was a, also a Patreon question, so you can't really change that. Yes, Julie, I told her that. I told her that a million times. Who's Elvis? That is that is his minx. That is the barbarian's <sighs> barbarian's is friend. It, is it Jill? It's Elvis. Jilly Bean. He's called, he's called it that. Jilly Billy. That's the name. Show some respect for Elvis. Every Elvis flavor. He's a champion in the league. He will be a champion in the league anyway. <laughs> Let's calm that down. <laughs> we do need to check about it. It is kind of weird. I don't know. Let's just see. He mean he did try to get uh he did try to get uh points for he try to get a spot in the free for all in the pre uh, pre scene match the pre match scene there, but Clark Wolf wasn't having any of that. By the way, speaking of the pre match scene, pre I keep saying pre blah, blah, pre match scene, it does seem that. Uh, Christian or whoever is finally getting in touch with the idea that Snickers equals ratings. We get a Snickers appearance. Appearance. You think so? Uh, or was it just more like incidental no, that I brought him in? You show Snickers, you get ratings. He knows that. I think everybody's no, that. no, that's not the way it works. Sure, in theory, but Snickers. I love Snickers. I love Snickers. Snickers I was, is the fucking dog ever. However. The episode is going to get ratings no matter what. So we can't really say this like two second part, including Snickers. Is don't, kinda... 
don't you say anything to besmirch my my friend Snickers. Snickers is ratings, and I'm not going to hear okay. anything differently. Okay, okay, sure. You drink that Jameson, buddy. I will. Thank you. you. I will. You drink it. You drink it. <laughs> it was good. Yes, it was. You're right. Absolutely. Maybe I'll bring my cat on board, and then we'll actually we'll get yours. That's a surprise. That cat hasn't shown up usually, but now it has. But yeah, what Malcolm brings a good point too. That Clark preseason match was pretty funny. I like seeing that, that go down, getting and more, I just, and more and more angry. Lucas, I just want to clarify: if anything, we need more Snickers. We need consistent amount of Snickers. I agree. I to import, we need a consistent amount of Snickers for like a solid month in every single episode to really be able to determine how much it's going to improve. <laughs> so I am advocating for more Snickers, okay, all the time. As long as that's the case, I will not. I'll not get upset at this point. I'll wait to get upset later on. <laughs> but anyway, we did have okay. So the final round, Erwin came back, and we had that moment where Jeff really got mad. That's during round three or round two. I remember one moment where he actually had to beep him because he was so pissed that Erwin got the Erwin had to use a repeat, but got the uh, question right on the. I believe it was the William Friedkin question. Oh yeah, for Killer it. Joe. And like he said, like it was like a, a repeat. And then he said it. I don't know if Irwin was doing it on purpose or if he was actually taking the time to pull it. I couldn't tell. Either way, Jeff was so pissed. Was so pissed. Um, and he, I, that was that was the downfall we were talking about. The downfall we were waiting to happen. He could not do anything else at that point. But there is the argument that can be made that uh, he did say in the post-match interview that he just didn't know the five-pointer, and that's the that was it. The five, he just didn't know it, and there was not going to be any way around it. But I almost felt his eyes, like looking at his eyes, it just felt like so defeated at that point. Once he got that, once yeah. that cancer was done, Schneider just was, it was all over. He was all, I mean, not only that, keep in mind, he found this right before he got sick. Mm -hmm. That's very true. You know, I mean, maybe he, like, sure. I mean, it wasn't the best situation to be in. He would have optimally, you know, walked away with that win. But at the same time, you know. Hey, if he can definitely come do a comeback player of the year, that'd be epic as well. Um, you know, especially as a singles competitor. That's mm -hmm. what I mean. Obviously, they're wonderful with the odd couple, but I mean, singles competitor, he's like hit and miss. I kind of I feel like. Um, but that's neither that's here or there. Um, but I would love. I'm really curious. Oh, oh, hi. Thank you. I have wine now. Lucas is our is our hero, the hero we don't deserve. Okay. I uh, smell an aroma of grape. <laughs> is that how it works? I just swirl this around for a little bit. Um, but but honestly, I do feel like I'm also during the post credit scene, I mean, there is that look at the def his defeat. I feel like there was a lot going on right now um, for him, that for him in particular. But also on top of that... Um, his singles ratings is not very hot in general. He could have been sick at the time. And what was that little snapback between him and Mark Andrako? Yeah, that was, that was interesting. Is that a, a storyline? It's always hard to tell. It's always hard to tell. Is the odd um, couple breaking up? I don't I don't think they will. I think maybe I wonder if sometimes they don't <laughs> tell them. Tell him, Joe, that's what happened. I can smell it from here. Um, I do think that I wonder sometimes if Christian's been like doing subtle hints with sometimes, like he was like, 
you throw that at the table, and then if a couple loses, they could break up. But it could be something that's forgotten. You just don't know about later on. Don't think about it anymore. If you don't think about the snapback later on too much, if it if nothing ever happens. But if it does happen, where the the couple loses and they want to break them up, they could use that as a oh look, this happened back then. See and show you a storyline. So yeah, I get to wonder if the subtle thing that they do sometimes you you let it. <laughs> I I wonder if this is like yeah one of those plots uh, plot points where it's just like if they lose their if they lose a team match coming up. I wonder if this is suggestion that they would have to break up. I don't think Roxy would do that though, because I think Roxy's so gung ho about like supporting the odd couple. I just don't see it happening. But maybe they'll come into play. Maybe that's how they start getting Roca. That's how they try to get John Roca. Oh my gosh, I want I want the founding fathers to break up so bad. So, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Please break up. <laughs> break up. So they say it's not I good. want. I want a heel Roka back so bad. <laughs> I want to heal Roka back. I want, I want my heel team back so bad. Why <laughs> <laughs> can't we have it? I like. I love corruption. They're definitely a heel team. The corruption faction in general very heelish, but at the same time, I want a real heel team now. Yeah. Well, you know, you got a lot of potential coming on, man. So talk, I mean, talk about that now. I mean, pretty much further than everything to do about Irwin and, and Snyder. There's a lot of potential movement. I mean, you have the alcohol breakup. You could have Roka talking all he wants. Drew Guy mentioned specifically that he thinks that the other suspects could trade him at some point. Uh, because it's potential, yeah. Potentially, yeah. Drew McQueenie's retirement, um, at least. So there's a lot that could happen. Um, well. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. I, I, I just, they're just so undefeated right now. No. They're at number one. They're light years ahead of everyone else. And it's frustrating as fuck. And I respect that. They, they win tremendously. Mm-hmm. You know, they deserved every win. But at the same time, it's just like they've won for so long and all of them are champions. Just like. I know. It would be better if we get something new. Can just, we need a little, spread it out a little bit. Spread the love. Spread it. Absolutely. Spread. Suck. Spread. <laughs> I think I still think we need an action faction. That's what I want. I want an action faction. At the end Who of the can day. manage the action faction? I mean, I'd have to. I mean, if Shorty has the rock stars, I was going to throw Roxy in there because Roxy's the first lady of the action army for for various other reasons, not necessarily showdown wise, but for other reasons. Uh, so I can, I can definitely see that. Um, I would also put if um, I would love. Uh, I would love that, but it's just so. In that case, would Roxy be managing Ben? To me, Roxy's a really great uh, competitor. I mean, it's really great manager as far as like helping her players out with like making sure they're you're they're not getting in their own heads and things like that, and you know, helping giving them promotional support. However, I don't know if she's like the big hype man behind action. I can't picture it to be honest. Maybe, I don't know. Kaiser Gucci cleans that. That could be. That could be. I, I could see that. I don't know if I could picture them in like a suit, though. <laughs> you know. Now, this uh, this is what I could get behind Robert Adams. I could totally get behind <gasps> Yes. I, totally... I would be 100% into that. Mm. Uh, although, this this just latest lead, faction, that would sway me. Although, pregame Jameson, that would definitely sway me to. I'll, I'll buy a shirt right now. <laughs> right fucking now. We'll call the Jilly Beans, a, a team name for you. 
<laughs> but either way, though, you're right. The I think that's a good one too. Miss who we should manage. That would be an awesome. I could just see her like getting a suit, like a business suit, being like a. Like, she talked about that at one point, possibly about like a. There was a mention of her wanting to join action at some point. Uh, and they had a character that they were going to do with her. It's about a lawyer character or something like that. Yeah. Well, That's remember really when cool. her and Kalinowski were supposed to be a team? Right. All seems kind of tended to happen. Uh, and they did those like really cool promos and pictures mm -hmm. and stuff. And they, it just went nowhere. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, what could have been? I know. So who else would be on the action faction, though? We have Miss Movies. Let's say, let's put Miss Movies on top. I'll put action, obviously, Ben and Drew. Okay. Okay. You want to hear like a potential wish list? Let's do it. I would love if Sam Levine came out and joined action. Can you imagine be him suddenly being this nice guy turned crazy super asshole? Mm. Being like coming out with a suit, dapper as fuck, and then suddenly he's like, I'm gonna do, do to you guys exactly what I did to all those Nazis. I'm gonna scalp you. <laughs> you know, I can totally see him doing it. Um, and it's in a really cool way. Um, plus, I, I just really love the idea of seeing like Sam not be a face. You know? mm, but again, I know in a perfect world, what could have been? Um, we also got some other ones. Maybe Janine would be another good one because she definitely fits in that, the attitude era of action. Mm -hmm. I know Janine like uh, yeah. the action army. Right, Jake? Uh, I, I felt. Hey, is, do we have like a list of all the competitors? I don't know. We have any. Oh, you know who else? It could be like an action member, like action, um, action army member in training. Mm -hmm. Saul. Mm -hmm. Saul. Saul. Like picture, oh, I mean, like, it, like picture, like Ben and Guy, like sitting Saul down, and be like, dude, if you want to be in, in the action army, what's this? What's up with the beard? And he's like, well, you know, it's my, it's like, it's my thing. I love my beard. And they're like, well, if you got to be in the action army. <laughs> and like we, we need we need to clean cut we need you in a fucking suit and i don't know if you can do it but saul's like but I, I i can do it i just you know i like my beard and then action army is like how dedicated are you to the team <laughs> come on i don't i don't like what you're throwing down there at all i'm sorry no I'm if you saw that a beard oh, would, be, would be just no you're wrong I I, i'm right it's okay i'm right you're wrong, wrong. All is wrong. Saul could be a part of it, just not without the beard. How about Hitman? Hitman, he's part of the army. He's well. already he's already in the suit. Got the suit. I think he can do that. So I don't know good. if he's um I don't know if edgy is the right word. Really? You don't think I, he's edgy? I think no, I, I just don't know if he's edgy enough, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, I disagree. Hardline hardcore with you. Yes. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. <laughs> I, I love Hannah. I think he's he's I feel like he's one one of the absolute best members, like best competitors on IG right now. He's mm -hmm. like one of the competitors to be. Him and Chandra cannot wait for their match going out. Think about his snark. His snark level can be extremely high. He's one of the funniest guys I know. I think he could totally pull off the Bateman guy energy. Um I Hot man, the hot man is going to be the one. Uh, don't I just, I just want to, maybe if he took off the jacket and replaced it with like a leather jacket or something. I don't know. He just seems so businessy. <laughs> I know. I mean, like not in a good way. No, 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 no. Scratch that. No, that sounds really bad, really bad. But I mean, like if it's just he, he can blend in anywhere like a hitman, and he can. 
What are you doing? Are you getting me more wine? Yes. Terrible. He was at one point. Not that bad. Oh. And Jake, you know well, exactly what we're referring to. But I mean, it's just he—he he feels very clean cut, if that makes sense. And Ben and Drew don't in a way. Ben and they Drew are pretty much clean cut in any way. Their looks and they wore their suits and stuff. They were very clean. They don't they were very feel dapper. clean cut though. They feel—they feel like frat boys that happen to wear suits. They feel like asshole frat boys that are happen to be wearing. No, they're no scratch that. You know, I got a better analogy. They're like the guys, the businessmen from American Psycho, only about movie trivia instead of acquisitions. <laughs> I don't think you. Um, well, I was like, oh, I, I really want a business card. <laughs> oh god. I I don't card. Even at the watermark. I don't oh. get down. And yes, Saul, we know we know no one's leaving the den. We got it. We I got know, it. I love all this strictly hypothetical. All hypothetical. Chris Adams, yeah, absolutely. Brand to be a great manager, I agree. Um, okay. So we have Hitman. Uh, jump into my vision, okay? It's really I'm awesome. scared. I'm very scared to be in your okay. vision. Okay, do you not think that they're like uh, the 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 other businessmen from like the vibe and everything from American Psycho? No, I don't. Not at all. Not not one iota. Meet at Dorsey is at seven o'clock on a Thursday. It's the hardest reservation in New York City. Okay, that's a movie reference that no one got, so never mind. Y'all suck. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Uh, was there anybody else you'd want in the action faction? Anybody? Silvestrini would be another good one I like. I think she could be the switchblade, it could be good. Or we are technology. Actually, I can see her, absolutely. I feel like uh, they could train really well together as well. Let's get out of the den, though. You know what we're taking? We're, we're taking pretty much. The oh, whole I didn't. Even, I didn't think about. Smets. Right. would be another action army type person that would handle it very well. I think. Kevin. Um. Smasher. Oh. No, yeah. I know who Smets is. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. I know you do. I'm just saying it. I'm just, I am just uh, enunciating it. Just, uh, I don't know. You don't know. Don't what know. don't you know? I don't know. I mean, like, hmm. I can't really envision him, envision him without his hoodie, let alone without his manager. So, well, that's true. I actually, you know, that they bring no, up the point just, that Kaiser be. Like, I, I think of Kaiser, I think of Smets. I feel like they're like the unbeatable combo. So I can't really imagine separating them. So, the Senate fanatic, <laughs> the fan action faction, maybe. How about that? We'll do that. I'll throw them in there as well. The fan action faction. This is the fan action action. I don't know. Um, Sean Sullivan, you know, Sean Sullivan's coming in hot. Traveler, you're not, you're not, oh, you of know course what? you're gonna. We haven't talked Star Wars players yet. I would totally. I can totally picture Sean doing it. Oh, absolutely. I, we are just getting in a fucking suit, putting on business cards. We'll just have to do the Irish gig, the Irish jig in Star Wars format. That's all. They need us. They would probably. They would definitely need a Star Wars competitor. And Sean, yes, I would get there. I'm gonna get there. IG, Who knows? <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, oh, that's a good. That's a good way to wrap that up, I guess. Uh, anything more about the uh, matches? Anything else specifically, or any other cutscenes or anything you need to? Or should we move on? How likely are they going to actually come together? Like, honest to God. Action. Yeah, that's not going to happen. It's gonna happen at some point. I don't know. I, I'm not saying three years until three years? 
know. I think it's a year and a half. Who knows? Before the end of the year, maybe we'll get a teaser, but it will be a live event. It will be the best thing ever. Son of a bitch. What is Jake doing? I don't know what he's looking for. (laughs) Anyway. um... (laughs) What are you doing? What? What? What are you doing? Want to say hi? Do you want to say hi? I'm just here to say that uh, PLD is not a thing. <laughs> anyway, um, going back on. <laughs> what you're saying, PLD is definitely not a thing. No, Paul has been wrong on every single fucking thing that he said tonight, and Alex has been right on everything. <gasps> so I just wanted to let that be known. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. All I have to say, Alcavetta, what are, what are you, how much have you been drunk tonight? And <laughs> Eat a dick. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I just I just wanted to pop in and say that Paul is wrong, Alex is right. That's all it is. Well, Jake, it's okay. You can be wrong too. It's it's perfectly fine for you to be wrong. I have no problem saying that. Alex does not stop that, Alex. You know you're you are you are yes, say it. There you go. Um no. Oh, fuck you, Buck. (laughs) You traitor. Yep. And uh, PLD is totally a thing. It's so, not hey, a- Malcolm, really? Really, Malcolm? Cutthroat. Yes, cutthroat. He is being cutthroat right now. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you get back to what you're doing. I just needed to pop in and say that uh, Paul is just not – he's not right at all. That's all I have to ever. say there, Jake. That's all I have to say. Remember when Jake threw a champ's lunch shirt in trash? Yeah, and then you – I remember that. Yeah, I, I remember that. It happened. It happened. That's right. So just like you and Alex, you can go to the same room and be wrong together. It's fine. You know what, Paul? I'm not going to call you PLD because PLD is not a thing. No, I want, no, I'm going to message them and ask how they would feel about my little American Psycho description. I'm curious now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. Okay. Thank you so much, Jake. I appreciate you. Yeah. Salute, Thank you, Jake. Take care. Fuck you, Paul. <laughs> Jake's a delight. I love Jake. I love Jake. He is he's a delight. Absolutely. That's one word to put it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, that being said, why don't we move on to our next segment? Which is all right, stop, speculate, and listen. Isn't that what we were doing? Yeah, it is. So we actually went out of format. So we're just going to jump right ahead of that and go to the next one. Sorry, Kelsey. Sorry. What? Huh? Uh, We'll go with Schmodown News. Oh, and I just want to clarify, Lucas, they even said it during their, during interviews, like forever ago, that they are, they describe themselves as frat boys with suits. So, ha. Ha. Anyway. News. Let's talk about the news. The news is, of course, and there's nothing to get around it, is the coronavirus. We've all been coronated as far as everything being canceled and including our beloved snowdown. Um, it's very sad to say the free for all was finally canceled as far as, well, not canceled, but as far as audiences go. We're going to get the free for all, but it's not going to be in front of a live audience, which is sad because the live show energy is what brings it. But let's face it. It's probably for the best. It's for the, I mean, Christian would make that decision lately, um, and he's just doing the best he can. 
it's safer for everybody. Um, just, it just sucks. It sucks. What can you say? Yeah, uh, Luke's and I, unfortunately, we had to cancel our flights and hotels and all that good stuff, you know, but it is very necessary. It's uh, at the end of the day, like we personally wouldn't like get bothered. if, like hypothetically if we got it. However, however, who knows? I mean, if we had to pass it on to someone else that was older or or whatever it may be, that's something to take in consideration. But I, you know, at the end of the day, there's going to be a bazillion other events. We're going to make up for lost time. No. matters. I mean, not only free for all, but Houston also was canceled. I know the Senate fanatics are very upset about that. And the Action <laughs> Army is generally very upset about that. Even I am upset about that, even though I wasn't going to be able to go and was going to have major FOMO. Um, I'm still sad it's not going to happen. Um, yeah. I guess they're going to have the live matches still in the studio, maybe. So we'll still have Drew versus Mike. Um, and I the title match is going to be. But it's, it's just sad. It sucks. But... I guess the problem we have right now is we just don't know how long this is going to be. We don't know how long this is, how long the, I mean, it's supposed to be a, everybody's saying, well, it's going to be a two week shutdown of things and everything else. But as far as live events go, until we get this thing all under control, we don't really know. Um, yeah. It's a sad thing. And I feel bad for Christian because I know it breaks his heart to, to do so. Well, I mean, it's, you know, this is such a very new thing. And I'm really curious about, um, now more than ever, you know, it's important that we maintain our support. Yes. You know, not just like our viewership and be able to share and everything, but, you know, they just took on this really fantastic partnership, huge partnership with, right yeah, with, you know, um, you know, with uh, that company. And so they're looking to see like, how are you going to do during this time where shit really falls flat? You have to be able to come back from that. So, you know, we have to figure as fans, you know, we're going to have to be able to show our support now than more than ever. And they're going to need our, not only our viewership and subscribers and all that good, good stuff, but Skybound, thank you. Um, forgot what that was. Um, but also they're, you know, I don't know if they had, um, if Harloff, you know, took out insurance for renting and everything because they're not going to make any money from being, putting on free for all. Right. And they rented that huge space. And, you know, I know a lot, no, it costs a lot of money for, to take out insurance for those events. Like maybe he thought yeah, he doesn't need to take out insurance. Maybe he did, or maybe he didn't, but you know, if you can, you know, you see if you can also donate to through the Schmobot or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. if you can. So, just stay positive people to stay positive. So far we've been good as a community being positive about the whole thing. And basically yeah. understanding that it's had to happen. Uh, we all know it sucks, but we get that it has to happen. Uh, there's been a couple of voices I've seen like that are complaining about it, but I mean, don't be that person. It's not like Christian wanted to do this. He was working his ass off. I know he was yeah. working his ass off to make it work. I can tell you, I don't, I don't work behind the scenes, but I know that if this could have, it could have happened in any way, shape, or form, then it would be, it would be going on. But it can't. So mm-hmm. respect the dude. Support the guys. Nobody wanted this to happen. We just got to make do for a little while. It's not going to happen deal. And then we'll, again, like you said, we'll make up for it in the lost time. We'll have a, I'll get, I'll have two bottles of Jameson next spectacular to make up for for lost time myself. I don't know about anybody else, but. Um, I would say I'm going to be getting trashed when that time comes. Get trashed together. Um, we'll get trashed together, Paul. You'll fall asleep first, though. Probably. I won't. Like every time. <laughs> um, but, um, 
yeah, so it's it just comes down one of those things where obviously we're going to make it for a lost time. We're still going to have a great time when the time comes. So definitely, if you haven't been to an event before or if you haven't been able to, you know, um, you know, donate before or anything like that, you know, if you've ever wanted to donate or up your Patreon or whatever it may be, now is definitely a great time to do it or do like a one-time donation if you can, just because they're bleeding money <laughs> right now, you know, because they're not going to be able to make money through these live events for a while. Right. Absolutely. Oh, boy. So... <laughs> Yes, uh, I am very weird out too. It seems like Alex has some weird fantasies in her head, and I don't want to go there. So it is what it is. So I, so I just want you to know, I love and appreciate you. I would never. Odin, Odin would be a very big fan of Team Action. So you know. Yeah, but he's not about a big fan of shaving Saul's beard. We never want to shave Saul's. You know beard. what? Odin would be okay with it if because he's a fan. He's Are a you kidding me? He's a fan of Team Action, Paul. He's a fan of the beard. The He's beard a fan is, of team action. is a bushy beard. It's a beautiful you know thing. Any team Action member that has a full-on beard? I don't think so. And so, if there's me any new member of Team Action, they will not have a fucking beard. Ben Bateman did have a playoff yeah. beard for a while. Also, I love beards, though. So I digress. Ben but had a playoff beard. still, sad. Just sad. No. I think he appreciates the beard. Beards are coming back. Yeah, one of those like what if episodes. Like what if <laughs> Saul was able to join Team Action? What if? That is true. He did take a while to grow the curl of the beard. <laughs> Either way. He literally um, and he regretted it once we saw himself on camera, though. <laughs> like once he saw himself on the like during the Star Wars thing, he was like, oh God. <laughs> I don't think I have a vision of yeah. I remember mentioning that. Mm -hmm. I think I have Ben in the beard. I used to have a Ben bearded Ben picture in here somewhere. No, I don't. I just have that one in there. It's not a bear, but it's always good oh, to see it that looks one. like such a sweet, like a sweet summer child. It does, doesn't he? Oh, but that's all right. <laughs> all and right. I, but I also just want to let you guys know when I was picking out these people, I didn't think to myself, let's go after people exclusively in the den. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I just picked out competitors individually. I didn't think about factions. Just to clarify that, Sean, Jill, just want to put that out there. <laughs> we were actually taking a lot from the dead. They're my favorite people. <laughs> we didn't mean to. We just like you guys a lot. That's all. We love you. We just want to see you, like, be part of the fam. <laughs> oh, is that true? Maybe. I don't know. She, I guess Saul looks snazzy as hell without a beard. I've never seen you without a beard, Saul, so I can't comment on that. But mm, There you go. wish I could grow my beard back. That's all right. Or maybe he could be like one of those like people with the beard, only it's like really snazzy where it's like like all fancy. Like for the beard competition. <laughs> and it could be like a whole thing where he competes and he's like stroking the beard. Like, hmm. Like how Lon Harris was like with his uh pipe. Pipe. Uh, that could happen. That you know, happen. with the stroke of the beard. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's all for news. Anything else further about news? I don't think so uh to be honest we don't have any new announcements regarding matches or anything do we no we could take a look at it i mean this is actually part of the speculation we could actually go back and look at the matches that are coming up next week um we do have brandon versus chandra three coming up next week uh we talked about it a little bit last time i think um i want to see that match again i love brandon and Ch chandra together i think they have a great chemistry as far as brandon sniping anyway <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, I, I, who do you got winning that match, Brandon or Chandra? I Hot man or Chandra? I refuse to say anything. Refuse I refuse. I refuse to pick. Really? I refuse to pick. Why is that? You can't, you I, can't own up to it? I know. I actively enjoy both of them so much. Like, I'm an admin for Chandru's page, mm -hmm. and he's wonderful, and I've helped him, and I've submitted questions for him when he helps train and all that good stuff, and, you know, and I know Hannah, I mean, they're both individually so passionate, and they both actively study so hard, and it's just, I, I have a hard time envisioning either one of them winning, mm. like, at all, like, it, it's, I, I just can't do it. It's all going to depend on on the wheel choices. I think the wheel is going to be a big thing. And, of course, you're never going to know. I think the hot man wants this more than anything. I like the hot man. Oh, so Chandra doesn't want it more than anything. I don't. I think hot man wants it more than Chandra does. I don't think. Wow, okay. <laughs> but, okay. I do. I just I just think that Chandra has got some success. He you know, he brought Smets to uh, the edge in a way. I think hot man wants to get there more than he does at this point. Yeah, I, mean, I do think he is definitely, technically speaking, the undercard in this. Um, um, yeah, I just, I, he wants it so bad. Mm -hmm. But he did technically lose against Chandra last time. Yeah. Um, so he did. it's just. Mm, yeah. He did, but he did lose. And, um, but it was that way. It was tough. It was, it it was, was a tough moments in that. It was, match. it was really tough. They, I remember when they both played last time. It was like it was a great match. They both used like their challenges. They both won their challenges. Yeah. He's... Um. It came down to the very last question in the third. Um. That's not what that term means. I think you're talking about undercard. It's not the undercard. It's the underdog. I think is what. What did I say? What did I say? I think you said undercard. As in, oh, like... oh, sorry. I don't know why I said that. Underdog. Tomato, <laughs> tomato. You know what I meant, Lucas. <laughs> but I mean, John Roca, how dare you? <laughs> so bad, so so bad. <laughs> you know what? But I, yeah, I have a hard time picking either that's, one. Both that's of them because, are that's because in the chat. In the I chat. want Damon's ass so bad. Yeah, oh, but, so bad. But with Star Wars, like, that's <laughs> <laughs> so how I'm picturing that. <laughs> Um, either way, I do think I'm though. Hannah's gonna lay the smack on this kid. That's what he says. Um, I, I would love to see Hannah do a lot because he's worked really hard for it. I'd love to see him really take a step up and make that energy only even uh even more tightly contested than it already is. Um it could happen either way, though. I mean, they're both very good competitors as far as energy from goes. If I had a pick, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with hot the hot man. You're not gonna pick, are you? You're not gonna pick. No. You're gonna I, you're a coward right now. Well, no, I think it's I talk to Hannah semi regularly, um, not like one on one, but in groups and things like that. And I, and just like hearing how how often he studies and everything, it's absolutely it's so consistent and how passionate and aggressive he is. I mean, like mm -hmm. looking back to his, remember like the Schmobe match, mm -hmm. him against Frank Janish. He like did his entire. He lost a question because he just kept going off the rails about how he's gonna beat Chandru. <laughs> he's like, and then I'm gonna dig a hole, and I'm gonna put Chandru in there. You know and I'm what? Dirt over it. <laughs> Sometimes when you have that laser focus on somebody, that'll help yeah, you out. Exactly. I mean, so but like, you know, 
after my one-on-one conversations with Chandru, he's talked to me about um, his studying process mm -hmm. and what he's doing to really up the ante. I'm just like, oh shit, it's just getting real for IG this season. And wow. so, and I remember, and I'm just like, I, I can tell I, you, I, Hannah. Any, I can't picture one of them specifically walking away. I can just picture both of them, like in the third round, being like, "Who is it?" Right. That's right. that's I. That's all I can envision. Okay. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, the other match we got next week, and uh, it's actually good to talk about this now because he is in the chat. He is in the chat still. We're gonna be talking about John Roca versus Paul Ayama. And this is a big match. A That's why Roka's here. Maybe. You know, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's going to be a big, huge match. Um, I want, like I said before earlier in the team's match uh, recap, that Paul showed that he wasn't uh, he wasn't rusty. He wasn't showing any after effects of mm -hmm. Spectacular. Although I will modify that now to say it's it'll be interesting to see him in singles. So see if he still shows that same kind of swagger in singles again. Um mm -hmm. I know hopefully he's also, he mentioned he had some personal issues or whatever during the spectacular. That's one of the reasons why he looked so, I'm hoping that stuff's out of the way. Um, whatever it was, I didn't really go into it too much. Spectacular? Um, spectacular. At the end of the spectacular interview, you said something. Oh, I mean, I get the medical things, but I mean, it's all cleared up. He had like bronchitis, but he's totally good now. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm hoping everything is. Yeah, everything is he's been both yeah. Um, I think otherwise this is a good match. You get the old lion, very, very old lion versus the young lion here. The youngest of the lions, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, I want to see these two go at it because John has seen, shown definitely has shown a passion um, about going back for the the belt. He's definitely shown a passion. Mm -hmm. like, I haven't seen in a while from him. He wants to go up against Dan, and that, that would be a great match. Yeah, but I think he's gonna go by Paul first. Who's someone who beat Dan? Currently beat Dan, not in the is, not in, in the. Is, um, this, uh, is the Roka Oyama match a number one contenders match? Roko Oyama, the winner of Roko Oyama will face uh, Irwin because he beat Snyder. Okay, so it's not a it's not a one contender now. If, if John, if, whoever wins between John and Paul will fight, will play uh, Irwin to see okay. who is the gotcha. who gets to play Dan. Okay. So, um, so I, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with him. I do think that John has, like I said, John has shown a lot of passion recently. Um, as far as I have to see more from Paul to see if he comes back because Paul has been on a little bit of a, except for the final experiment, not the final experiment, except for final exam match, he had a rough defense of the belt against Snyder where he wasn't the greatest. He got his butt kicked on it at the spectacular. Um, so then is he ready to go? Yeah. What do you think? We, I mean, we just talked about how he did great and he looks fantastic about mm -hmm. his match with uh, the final exam. I mean, like, what's the hesitancy with him going into this match? I mean, like, who hasn't had a fuck-up match, you know, as a competitor? Roka has had those matches and he's he'll tell you. It's not about how you lose those matches because they're inevitable. They're going to happen no matter what. Mm -hmm. It's more about how you come back from that. And Roka, he, I feel like he hasn't really had a fuck-up match in a while. And uh, Oyama, you know, he's hungry for it. Not to say Roka isn't hungry for it. I just feel like um, they're both, they're very different kind of going into this match. Oyama, he's actively thinking to himself, I need to redeem myself because, oh, fuck. I had like three points right. in a championship fucking match. That's right. embarrassing. Not, I'm like, that's awful. <laughs> right. It sucks. I mean, it's, 
you know, considering he was at like six and one, mm-hmm. six or seven and one. So with yeah. that being said, Roca is, uh, he's, to me, he's like n- number one, number two on Mount Rushmore. As far as competitors go, that's my personal Rushmore. Don't at me. I'm still figuring um, out my Rushmore. I still got to figure that out. We need to have an episode dedicated to that. We really, really do. We really do. Um, yeah, but also he, Roca has been very vocal on Sen about how hungry he is for it. He's like, he's ready to kind of prove himself as an, as a singles competitor again. The one so thing I, I worry about, the one thing I worry about with Roca a little bit, and this yeah. may be completely irrelevant. I can't say for sure, but I do wonder, is he looking past Paul at all? Um, I know because a lot of people have mentioned Roken Burrow 3. What do you uh, mean, like looking past? Like, Paul? is he already looking at Dan? Is he already looking at, is he like, because when you're facing someone like Paul Yama, you got to concentrate on each match as it well, comes. Dan and, is, let's be honest, as long as Dan is in Schmodown, he's never going to be below a belt holder or the runner up. <laughs> I, I'm saying like I don't, but like is, at every point he is going to be thinking to himself, "How am I going to be that?" <laughs> right, exactly. But it, um, there's three so, matches before that. I don't think he is necessarily looking past him. I don't think so. I wonder. I just sometimes wonder if it. it there's a lot of rumbling about that talk. I think John is good enough person that he, good enough player that he will, and he's going to call me out on there. Yeah, I'm right saying. I'm not saying. Like I said, I don't. I'm not saying definitively that's the case. I do goes through my head sometimes when you have that kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. And that's why you shouldn't. And I don't think you yeah. will. I just, I, I feel like I'm not doing my job. I don't look at it because if you hear the talk around the league, you know, a lot of people are saying Roka versus Merle 3. And Roka's not a face. He's got to face Paul and then face Ethan Irwin before he even gets there. And I, it, sometimes that, that can get murky. That can get murky. Now, am I saying John's going to? Absolutely not saying it's going to, but it's something that I do consider in my, in my, in my estimation. I do think that Brown probably won't. So, but, it's something to think about, at least. John's saying no, so I, I got I can't deny that at this point. Yeah, all right. I'm glad. I'm glad you're not, John, because you definitely shouldn't. Because I've been talking to Paul a lot over yeah. the years too. I, He's I also think you know something to consider. Paul kind of going into it, not calling you a PLD because that's not a thing. But <laughs> something to remember, Paul, is that like for some competitors, you don't want to think ten steps ahead. Mm-hmm. That's something you can do, but maybe that that can be a strategy that can be very overwhelming. So. You can think to yourself, okay, I'm not focusing on 10 steps. I'm just focusing on this one match. I'm looking to get through this one match, this one next round or whatever it may be. And then I'll think beyond that. But as of now, I'm just looking to kick this guy's ass. <laughs> I mean, that's the way you got to do it. You got to um, concentrate on who's in front of you. And that's the way yeah, you got to so, do it. And I think John is good enough to do that. I do think yeah, that. So that's probably the focus right now because obviously the way you approach a competitor of Oyama, someone like Oyama, he's a very different competitor versus Merle or mm-hmm. Ben, obviously, and these are all belt holders. Obviously, it's gonna be crazy difficult trying to beat any single one of them. Um, but you you might not be approaching your you're might not having your strategy the same way when you kind of think about how you want to go about it. Aaron, John, thank you. Yes. Uh, John, Jake has faith in you. That's good to know. And yes. Exactly. It's just it's just announced. It's just the uh, it's all about the noise around you. You never know. So I get that as well. Um, let's go with the prediction. I mean, John's in the chat. So uh, what do you got to predict, Alex? You get to predict: Is Oyama going to win, or is John Roca going to win? Um, Who faces Irwin? 
If I had to put my money on it, I'd say Roka, to be completely honest. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because I feel like... Um, oh, yeah. I feel like Oyama might be going through a... Uh, might be focusing a little bit more on teams this time. But it could be wrong. Who knows? I don't know. But my money's on Roka. My money's on Roka. Okay. Yeah. If I had to put actual money on it. It's funny. I, I like both competitors where their mindsets can, are at. Um, having talked to Paul a little bit, too. I do. It's, it, it is hard, but I, it's, it really is a coin toss to degree because they both have a lot. They both earned a lot of my respect as far as their, their, their gameplay goes and their knowledge. Paul's got a lot of knowledge, but I feel like I, I, I'm going to go with Roka as well. Barely. I, if you ask me the next day, I could switch it back to Paul, but I think that Roka at this point wants wants it more at this point than Paul does. I think Paul, not that he was satisfied with the belt, but I think he, he might be turning it more towards teams as well. But I think Roka is saying he's got to focus a destination in mind. And when you put a destination in front of Roka, he's hard to it's hard to get past that because he knows what to do. Hey, um, I do want to just take a minute to acknowledge something as well. Mm-hmm. Um, our friend Brian Fernandez, he's going through some really tough stuff right now. So just wanted to let you know, Brian. Thank you so much for jumping in and everything. You know, we just wanted you to know we appreciate you and we kind of hope you kind of take some time and hope things get better. You know, it's I know that you're going through a very tough situation right now. Sorry about that. Yeah. Our heart is heart is with you. We're all with you, Ryan. Friend of the show, very much so. So mm-hmm. salute. But um okay. Um let's but just to kind of go against you, Paul, I'm gonna go to Yama instead. You're switching to Ayama now. Okay. Just somehow, somehow, because I've talked about and picking Roka, now that my talk about how Roka's going to win we can't has, agree, changed, Paul. has changed your mind into picking. We can't agree. <laughs> Saul's got Roka for Ayama, but Roka's lack of swagger is bugging me. Okay, what? I don't know what lack of swagger oh. gets about to match Bro, Saul. I love and appreciate you, but what? Um... Lack of swagger? In terms of what, Saul? In terms of this match or in general? What? That's what I want to know. What? I, find, I, I don't know why I find this like uh, scratch that. I do I understand why this is so offensive because it's not fucking true. <laughs> Blue is not red. Like, <laughs> am I drinking white wine right now? No. <laughs> You're drinking too much no. wine, whatever it is. I wish I was. Because then I would probably read that in a different way. Chris has a good point that Rook is fired up after Dan winning the singles belt. I feel like that definitely sparked a lot on him too. I think it's just teammate as a singles belt now. That's kind of. I don't know if it's them. more about um, getting hyped up to face Dan again. I'm not gonna lie, I love Dan. I'm so sick of Dan. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I love him. He's so talented and he's so smart with the game and he's so fucking knowledgeable. It's just. He can't, is the wrong word. he can't not win. It's annoying. Sick. Oh, my gosh. I feel bad for anyone he goes up against. Sick of the word is wrong. It's the wrong choice. I get, oh I get what you're saying, God. though. It's, it's nice to see some fresh blood up there sometimes. I get that. I get it's just that. like it's so expected. If he loses, then I'm like, ah! <laughs> like some of my favorite matches of all time is when Dan Murrow loses. I don't know why, but that's the pattern. And it's not because I dislike Dan. I love Dan. Yeah, he's the fantastic. 
He's definitely earned it. He's definitely earned it. I think that I wish I really honestly personally also would like to see a Ben Bateman Dan Merle rematch because of that. Because that was the best match I've seen in such a long time. I really want to see that as well. I just want someone to kick Merle right in the face. Out of respect. <laughs> out of respect. With respect. <laughs> I want to kick you in the face. Let's do it respectfully. Respect. <laughs> Because again, I love Merle. It's just like he does nothing but win. He's like that DJ Khaled song, Khalid song. <laughs> All we do is win, 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 no matter what. Got schmo uh, down on my mind. I can never get in. <laughs> and every time I step into the arena, everybody's hands go up. And then I win again. And then, then I win again. Okay. I'm not sure what we're doing here at this point. I'm really not sure what we're doing here at this point. I'm just kind of waiting for you to be done. Have you not heard the song? I, I, I've heard a song. <laughs> <laughs> it's just every I just want him to lose. I don't know why. He's great. He is great, but he does nothing but win, Roka. Again, I say that with love and respect, but he all he does is win. It's almost nauseating. It's expected. It's I love expected. That. Guys, <laughs> it's expected. It's there so expected that they're winning. They're like so light years ahead point-wise against any other faction. It's like, uh, come on, give anyone else a nibble. I mean, I, they got to earn it. They got to get the nibble. They, gotta, can I they have, have to earn it. They have to get it. They can't just get it. Can I have some bacon with my porridge? You're looking to give them like table scraps. That's not the way it's going to work. You got to earn that. No, they do got to earn. I know they will. It's just not going to be, it's going to be a while until they get up into their tier because all of them, they have both singles and team belts. Yeah. Either way. And the belts are being passed around the, uh, the Finn Stock Exchange at this point. It's Ben, it's Drew, it's oh. the Founding Fathers. It might be Founding Fathers with the Who's the Boss at some point. It's, it, but you know what? That, oh. They've earned that. They've earned that at this point. <laughs> God. I, <laughs> I just want to mix it up. Can I move it to, I don't know, they can move it to corruption. They can move it over to uh, to Bibbs and the kid. They can just like move it on. They can move it to the den. I don't, I don't, at this point, I just want it to move hands. It's just, I want it. The, the founding fathers are just so good right now. It is. All, they all are. They're just so fucking good. <laughs> But it, 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 I, I understand what you're trying to say in a roundabout way. It would be nice to see some different, uh, some more fresh matches up there, fresh faces up there. But at the same time, I, I got to say that until it's earned, then it doesn't make any sense. I mean, Dan, you can say that you're tired of Dan being up there. But until Dan loses, then he's then he's the man. He's the GOAT. I'm not arguing he's not the GOAT. Absolutely. He is the GOAT. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good I'm just so bored with the goat winning every single fucking time. <laughs> well, you gotta... It's like season two, and then you took a break for half a season. You gotta stay hungry. That's what it is. You stay hungry. You stay... And that's why they're winning. I respect that. Hungry. I respect that, Roko. That's why you're still a champ, and that's why you're still my number one, number two, and my top ten. There you Dude, go. My other one. But still. That's a question for you, though. Would it make you happy if you went to intergeekdom and, fa and failed? Make with goes... who? With Merle, because Dan was going to go to Intergeekdom. Dan was going to go... Oh, yeah, Dan's... Oh, my gosh. If all three belts were in there... Oh, God. <laughs> it would be like a zombie apocalypse. It's going to be I, like World War Z. 
I think that Dan in, in Intergeekdom is going to be very interesting to see because he obviously knows so much in the regular game. If he can just turn a little bit of that into Intergeekdom, wow. Happy, uh, it's gonna be a, a feat to behold, especially if he's. Uh, I'd love to see Dan versus Mara eventually, of course, because the storyline right there is, is awesome. Oh, yeah, I can't wait, but <laughs> that's true. That's true. John, also, he hasn't well, he hasn't won every time. That's true. Okay, that's true. It is, you know what? It's like my, my favorite matches of all times, actually. And your guy did beat him. That's true, John. I don't know. I can't think about anybody else who beat him. Just, okay, well, that's just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Um, but honestly, that is like even uh, even Guy says it. You know, I love Guy. He's personally he's one of my favorite competitors of all time. Absolutely. But even Guy has said it. He caught him on a day where Merle hasn't really played this higher level of competitors before, and he hasn't played competitors with this, these kind of development of characters or anything. Right. So it's a, it was a very new experience for him, kind of being into that. Right. So that really kind of made him off balance. Oh, absolutely. But I, 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 I love you guys. Well, now, like, <laughs> I love you guy, but... I loved you guy, but yeah, he absolutely was a perfect... It was a perfect storm for him to win. That was, it just took everything <laughs> It is what it is. But uh, it doesn't matter, though. He's still taking out him. You still got that. He gets, at the end of the day, no matter what anybody can say, he gets to hang it up <laughs> on the wall. He can frame it. I TKO'd Dan Merle. And it's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, it was you're right. It was a totally different game. You would walk exactly. But you know what? With that all being said, too, is that I'll be saying with all due respect, it was a totally different game. But Drew, when you're Andrew Guy and you're facing Dan Merle, you got to do whatever it takes. You got to do what you can do and play the game to, to to make it work. And he did. He did. You can't like say that Drew doesn't get credit for it because he. I mean, no matter what happened. The game was played. He did what he did, and he and he won the match. I mean, granted, he, like, if Dan faces know. if Dan what faces Drew twenty times, if Merle faces Drew guy twenty times, he's probably going to win nineteen and a half of those times. <laughs> to be honest with you, but he gets the, he gets the credit for that. So, but that being said, but Merle uh, could be the first triple belt holder, and that would be something to behold. I don't see. There's not many people who can do that. I mean, Kalinowski gave it a little bit of a run, but I don't think Kalinowski, I don't really see Mike ever winning the singles belt. I don't think he's quite as good in the singles league as others. He's a great entertainer. Or player. alternatively, Roka could actually be uh, Roka three belts. Roka could do If he, John said he was going to go in the Star Wars league, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if he can go ahead and do that. I mean, he, he, is, he is a if he can do it, if he can commit to training. This is actually the a like a Roka fan show. <laughs> the Roka fan show at this point. Um, it must be I would say that John, though, as much as I as much as I respect John, no, I I would say he's hard to it'd be hard pressed for him to win the, the Star Wars belt. Um, he could give it a run, yeah. but at this point, what's going on there right now? It, it'll take a lot a lot of work for him to do that, especially if he wants to keep with the tag belts and with the if he's going to shoot for the singles belt. I think it's one of the things you got to almost like take away and focus completely on the Star Wars league, but. You know, John's proven people wrong before. So Johnny, that's Johnny, Johnny three belts. That's where we go. It was not Mikey three I belts. Like that. Okay, I feel you. Mikey three belts went to Mikey two belts and Mikey two beers. Uh, yeah, but you know, we don't want to jinx it early. Let's be honest. No. Um, yeah, any competitor that's really actively tries to think to himself, "I'm going for all three belts," doesn't end well. <laughs> but also, it's nearly impossible to do all three belts. You know, but. 
again, if it happens, can you imagine get all three belts and actually hold them simultaneously and defend them? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's very true. Do you have any ever? Probably not, realistically. So, all right. Well, we, well I said John Roki. You said Paul Yama is going to win. Um, just, gonna hey, I'm face. just clarifying. I am just saying that just to go against you as well. Just to go against me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I, you and I um, can agree on that stuff. <laughs> that's true. Uh, you know what we should actually mention, though? Let's talk about real quick, uh, since we're in speculation mode. Since the winner is facing Ethan Irwin, who would you get in that? Either I think you talk about both John versus Ethan or Paul versus Ethan. Um, John Roca versus Ethan. Yeah, yeah, because the winner faces winner of them faces or Ethan. Oh, um, the title. Um, I feel like it's kind of Roca hands down to be honest. To beat Irwin, uh, you think hands down to beat Irwin? Yeah. Wow. Personally, um, I mean, I say this because um, Ethan is really great um, mm -hmm. with, I mean, I feel like they're both very good with, um, and with, uh, they have a lot of similar strengths and weaknesses. Um, I do know that Ethan, he's mentioned that he does a lot of casual studying, but he doesn't do a lot of active studying. So, like he likes to watch movies and stuff and he like pulls up the IMDB page, but by no means is he like writing no cards or anything like that. Okay. Bad. Although that's John. I, I got, to, I got to call John out. I think that's a little bit of a, you got to okay. like okay. disarm the opponent, so to speak, but he's not wrong in that. I think Ethan, the big deal, but yeah. to be Ethan and John is Ethan has a strong knowledge base. I would say that Ethan's. No, absolutely. He does. Ethan's like overall knowledge base. It's probably better. It's probably stronger than John's, but John definitely. I think, like you said, I think John actually works harder at the game and starting harder. Arrived in a team environment. In a team environment. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. He, had he had him and Janine. They did okay together. They, no, they, they won one match. But they didn't like. Yeah, they, they won one match. They lost in the second round against uh, uh, um, Video Drew and Tom. Right, uh, Looney Ben. Looney Ben. They lost against Looney Ben in the second round, mm -hmm. and so it doesn't matter, you know. But I mean, they're. I mean, that aside, you know, that's a whole different situation. John but, has lost. John has lost to Ethan before in the spectacle and the uh, for the championship. Ethan got his belt off of the Roca. Yeah. Um, and then they lost in the, the triple threat. I think also as well. I also oh, look. Also thinking that uh, Ethan should probably low key be called the Android. <laughs> Because you can't read them at all. You can't, like, bust them. Mm. You know? Like, you might try to be, like, um, you might try to, like, like try to, like, snap back at them or try to, like, freak him out a little bit during the interviews or, like, when you're at the desk and try to intimidate him or something like that. Like, he's just, like, no? <laughs> Scorpio. Chris Scorpio. That's a good point right there. Chris Scorpio. Your Irwin's a knockout artist, and if he connects, you're going down, but you cannot play him and out ski him. He's not a great game player. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, absolutely. I, but again, he's not uh, – he lost in his uh, first defense match. Roca has won several times. Yeah, but Irwin lost against Merle in his defense match, and then what was the, the match at the yeah. end? Yeah. I mean, that's like yeah. – I mean, that's just – I mean, you could say like a loss is a loss, but let's just some losses are less. Still, 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> when you lose to Dan Marlon. Uh, went up against Rachel Silvestrini, and I love Rachel, but at the same time, they went close, but it lost is a loss. Unfortunately, she lost. So, right. you know, what are you going to do? You don't talk about in the notes, oh, this is a crazy intense match, blah, blah, blah. No, you talk about Roka walked away with a win. Yeah, but some wins are more. Records, no. When you're looking at records and standings, they don't take into consideration, well, this person was really close. No, they don't talk about that. They talk about specifically, it's just black and white when it comes to when they're doing it. In terms of predictive, in terms of predictive, when you're trying to predict who people are going to do. Okay. Ethan lost. In a perfect, because Dan Merle threw a perfect game. That's why Ethan lost. That's a little different, you know. What okay. I'm, I'm sorry. So, do you think in that case, Roka doesn't have the potential to throw a perfect game, which he's done before? Absolutely. Before I, don't, I, I, he does absolutely. But I'm saying that Irwin, you know, you're talking about Roka versus Silverstream versus is Dan versus Ir- Irwin. Those are two different matches. And they have, I mean, they have predictives. Uh, predictive when it comes to predicting a match, I think that Irwin is a. I don't. It's hard to explain exactly, but no, Irwin, I believe definitely he's immensely talented. He is to me. He's one of the top. Uh, he's one of the, like the. He's an underrated competitor. People don't talk about it enough because he's not really involved in like. I honestly don't think he's talked about enough as far as competitors go. He's not like on Sen. He's not in the limelight. He's not involved in storylines or anything. So he's not talked about actively, but he is definitely one of the best competitors we've seen. But that being said, it's John Roca, a multi-belt holding champion. And I agree. And I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I'm just saying Ethan Irwin's a different piece as well. So at the end of the day, who do you got, John or Ethan? If I had to put money on it, John, hands down. Yeah, John. Okay. I will say that my initial pick is going to be Ethan. But I do think that, I mean, anything can happen. John is definitely. Ethan could absolutely win. If I had to pick the money on it, money on it, then it's Ethan. I think John is hungrier than Ethan. And that might be where the downfall is. I think if it comes down to gameplay, then Roko will win. If it comes down to pure knowledge, then it'll end up it's being It's never great. just pure knowledge anymore, though. It is gameplay. Sometimes. Sometimes. In, in, okay, in small in like lower level matches, mm-hmm. absolutely it's knowledge based. It's not about strategy all that much. When you get to that higher tier of competitors, strategy is a huge aspect. I I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I just don't know. Don't know how much it'll come into play versus yeah, um, in that inquiry. I think that Ethan Ethan's knowledge might be enough to overtake the gameplay. I guess it's not something we talk about very much, but it's, it's again, it's never just black and white. It's not just gameplay and just knowledge. If you have somebody who has like a super amount of knowledge, sometimes they can overcome gameplay more than others. You know sure, absolutely. Well, to me, Ethan has that, outside of like animated and family films, Ethan has that that level of knowledge, which is scary. So I can never, even if he's not as big a game. Yeah. And Roka can knock Ethan out of the park with romance and rom-coms. I mean, like, what's the point? It doesn't doesn't matter. They both have their strengths and weaknesses. No, I I agree. I think Ethan's got less holes than John does comparatively. I do. Could John win? Absolutely. And Ethan can win. Absolutely. That's why I predicted him to win. 
<laughs> but either way, I don't know. It's gonna be a, that would be a great match either way. Um, so let's really quickly. So we're going a little long on time. Why don't we just quickly discuss the possibility of Paul versus Ethan? Um, Paul versus Ethan. Is, Paul. You say Paul has down. You're just not. You're, wow, you just don't like Ethan very much. Do you? I love Ethan. Ethan's one of my top personal top five competitors of all time. And yet, you keep saying he's going he's to lose. Ethan, Ethan isn't as hungry for it. Paul is actively hungry for it. You he is angry. So. He is low-key angry. He's looking I, to redeem himself. Ethan's just like a cool guy that if he just happens to win a belt, kick ass. If he doesn't win, hmm, cool. But Paul is like pissed. <laughs> pissed. He's in a Mad Max situation. Mad Max situation where he is uh, going in there. Okay, but that's just me. I, I got to be honest. From what I've seen of Paul is that he... Not that he's satisfied, but he got he he had such a big run in the beginning and got the belt. I, I almost feel like I mean I could be wrong. I don't think he's as hungry as you think he is. I think Pauliyama is not that he's like laying back or like whatever, but like he got the belt already. He did what no one could do as a rookie. I think that was kind of more of like well people are talking about like, how he's a has been already. See, I don't know if that well. I don't know if that bothers you. Talk about like our time. I was like, yeah, he was great, but psh, whatever, fairy dust. Like it's neither here or there. He's like being already being forgotten about as like arguably the greatest single like single season we've ever seen. I don't think he. I don't think people. I don't. I don't know if. I don't know if not if he cares, but I don't know if he because he does care, but I don't think he bothers him as much as you think it does. Like this whole like whether he's even I don't well, think our argument is the exact same except for opposite competitors. I don't think Ethan actively cares as much as as Paul does. No, I'm saying I'm saying Paul. I'm saying I don't think Paul cares about what people think about. Him. You're saying oh people are calling him a has been. I don't think he cares what people call him. I think well, I mean that's again that's neither here or there. That doesn't matter what people think about him. Honestly, sure people talk about that, but I mean like as long as he's like, but he's actively hungry for it. He's pissed about it. You know, I do know people that are talking about how he's a has-been competitor already, even though they shouldn't say those horrible things. But at the end of the day, Ethan is, has been very vocal about how he doesn't actively study. He's more of a like, yeah, I study a little bit. I make note of the director and maybe the composer. Why do you think that Paul's pissed, though? Like, I don't see that. I've just, I haven't seen him look He scored three points in a championship match at a live event. I think he can. I think he's let it roll off his shoulder. I honestly do. I think at this point, kind of like, yep, I got my ass kicked. Let's move on. I feel like he's more matter of fact. I don't see him as being very emotional. For it, I don't see him as being very emotional. Kalinowski, no, I mean, like, I feel like he was able to kind of hold it in. Kalinowski, just because he's he's very vocal with his emotions, doesn't mean he Paul Yama isn't just as angry for his loss than Kalinowski because, you know, he he didn't storm off. He could have been just as pissed and just was able to hide it a lot more efficiently. Perhaps, perhaps. I mean, I, we're we're definitely well into the realm of speculation. We're speculating not about game. We're speculating about feelings, which is really even harder to do. Yeah. Well, um, also, there's something I remember. Are this argument about who hypothetically would win in this match doesn't matter because we don't even know if either one of these competitors would win these matches. So it's this match really. Hypothetical, who would win? Yeah, this? We have to wait to see Roku versus Oyama first. So yeah. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. But. Like, we don't even know if they're even going to be playing each other ever. 
Well, I have Roker. I, I have Roker facing Arrow, so I'll go. I'm going to stick with that. We'll go from there. He wasn't. Yes, you are correct. He was super emotional after his loss. I do agree with that. I just don't know if it stuck with him as much as it stuck with other people. But that's just again my only my read on the situation. But all right, those are our predictions and our looking into the near future. Uh, we don't have any other matches scheduled. We had a free for all, and again with the whole idea of what's going on there, it's. I don't know. It's going to be hard. You can't really predict that. <laughs> it all depends on who's going when. So, um, But hopefully that'll be fun. Do we even know everybody? We haven't even know everybody who's in it yet, do we? With who? With everybody who's in the free-for-all. We only have like little bits and pieces. Well, yeah. A lot of people are were saying that they just couldn't do it because there's a lot of air. There's a handful of areas within LA that are um, not so much quarantined, but they're, they're like, hey, just... Right. Stay inside at all times. Right. <laughs> Avoid going to events or going to work or something if you can. It's just like certain neighborhoods within LA. Buddy, what are you trying to do? Oh. And so real quick, I see the chat, Brian. Yes, yes, Brian. Everybody is hungry. They wouldn't compete. That's true, but there are different levels of, of hunger between people sometimes. That's all I'm mentioning. Everybody wants, of course, they want to win. They want the belt. They wouldn't play if they didn't want to win, but there's levels. Um, so free for all, I guess the best thing I want to see is uh, I did like Bibiani picking his number. I think he must he must have a low number. I just don't see how that's any other way. Uh, he has a low number. He's going to start from the beginning. I, hopefully, I, way through. I kind of feel like it's. I was kind of hoping he would honestly sit out and like be at the desk so he could like constantly be tell everyone else, "Hey, when when I was in your case, I already played like fifteen rounds. Do better." <laughs> Hey, in your when I was in your place, I played like thirty-eight rounds. How long have you been standing? You Three rounds. Have him, you can't not have him play. In that that would have been hilarious, though. Can you imagine? It would be funny, but I'd rather see him put it on. I want to see him break his own record. Actually, that's one of the things about free pro like, last year that broke my heart when Murrow won that because I really wanted. I know. To see so, in that case, do you expect him to be in the first pick again? Yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. That's that's not good. I, I think. No, you mentioned yeah. before that's uh, I mean Christian I think was open about this that the uh, um, the number selections are not really necessary they're, they're partially story driven as well like I think they put some people in different ways you want to say you mentioned before about like uh, you mentioned the idea that you want to save some people for the end because just like Royal Rumble and WWE you have to have some big draws towards the end of the match that you have the audience waiting for. Um, but I think Bibiani being amongst the first people, that's a, that's a big thing. That's going to be a big story to see if he can repeat his 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 match of last year. It's a good storyline. It's a good story to have in the in the Rumble or the Free for All itself. So I predict mm -hmm. Bibiani be a, a low low entry. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, I well, it's I I don't think anyone actively goes in a Free for All expecting to win unless you're one of like the lower five, lower ten maybe, um, like right. ten or below. Mm. it's already so hard to like be one of the last few but if you're like one of the top if you're anything above that you're like i'm gonna do my best but sure as hell not gonna win okay. like no one no one no one gets unless you're bibs you know but no one expects to be drawn as number 10 and be like yep i'm totally gonna win that belt <laughs> Like, let's be honest here. That's a long time to be standing up and answering a lot of questions. Up against all these awesome competitors. You're going to be facing, like, essentially, like, every single competitor at that point. 
Right. Absolutely. Um, I guess the best you can hope for also is you always have cool entrances and cool surprises. I don't know what surprises are going to be. Uh, but I don't, again, well, it, it all depends on what's going to happen. So, as far as the. Greg Alba, though? Was that? No, like Greg Alba. Yeah. I, I, the problem is, I think some of the entrances might be scrapped depending on where they're doing it. If they're doing it in the Globe still and without the live audience, it might not have this effect. They might not try to do it as much. It's hard to say. So. Yeah, it definitely takes out a lot, the, a lot of the vibe for sure. And I know, uh, I mean, like some competitors, they thrive on that right? You know, energy, you know, okay. kind of going. like I'm sure that's what kind of helped Bibbs. Absolutely. As well as he did. Well, I think that wraps up our news segment. We will uh, we'll start getting your questions ready from the chat if you have any, but uh, we're going to do a little bit of segment first that we call. Call to the network. Let's talk about our upcoming shows this week. And then we will get to your questions after that. Um, we have our shows are always pretty much we've gotten to a good schedule now, I think. Um, we'll talk about our shows this week. We have tomorrow on Chilled Action. We are welcoming the one and only Brett Sheridan. So get uh, get ready for that. That should be a fun one. The, we, the Kate Mulligan show was fun. This should be, I feel this is going to be a similar type show. Very bit of energy um, with that. Um, then uh, two weeks, um, not two weeks. A week from tomorrow, we will be reuniting the movie guys on Chill. Uh, both Paul Preston and Adam Witt will be on together, and that should be pretty fun, too. That's going to be a great banner between the two. I think I will say this it's again. The, their uh, video before the draft, I still will watch that every once in a while because it's so hilarious. Um, and then finally, I think I can, I think I can announce this now. Uh, we dotted the I's and crossed the T's the week after that, the 30th. We'll be welcoming on an OG action I remember, no matter what Jake Capcabetta says, Janine, the machine, will be on chill action. So that's chill for this uh, upcoming segment. Mm-hmm. That's going to be pretty awesome. I love them and together. They're so charismatic. I mean, they, they bounce off each other so well. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. And yes, Brett Chill should hit the spot. So. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. So what about you? Shmo Talk about Shmo What's going on with Shmo this week? Uh, yeah. So next Wednesday, we're going to be doing premiering a match. At, uh, well, this upcoming Wednesday, uh, we're going to be having a match between Malcolm Goldie-Lay from the Fan Leagues, which is going to be really awesome from Take 5. Um, going up against David B, musician. Take 3. Mm-hmm. What, take what, that, three. Yeah, that's what I said. Take 3. You said Take 5. <laughs> oh, take 5 is a five? jam. <laughs> oh, sorry. Take 3. <laughs> um yeah take three um but they're gonna be going head to head in a you know battle and it's gonna be really awesome actually we're gonna be i'm gonna be having my uh judges are actually gonna be brandon hannah and brad gilmore the boat the boat himself so it's gonna be fantastic it's gonna be a great time and <laughs> thank you lucas for clarifying it's a take five is a delicious candy bar thank you um but yeah, so that's going to be a really fun time. And actually, I'm actually in the process of actively working with the movie guys to actually come on the week following. So that's going to be a really fun time. Hope as well. We're kind of uh, wrapping things up right now. Um, but fingers crossed, everything's good to go. And it's going to be, you know, next Wednesday. That'll be um, movie guys week. Oh, what? That'll be a movie guys week on call to action. Though. I know. Yeah, not planned that way, I promise. Um, but also... Um, here in, uh, here following, we're going to be, I'm going to be doing, uh, a Shmobate with my co-judge, moderator, whatever you want to be with Roka himself. Really? 
Mm -hmm. Sweet. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, it's going to be real fun. So I can't wait. Um, as far as the other shows, uh, I don't believe AAA has a show this week or not. They haven't mentioned it to me. I don't, did you hear anything about AAA this week? Um, actually, this Thursday, I oh scratch that. No, they're not going to be have they hosted biweekly. They just hosted one, I believe. Right. So they're not doing it this week. They're doing one next week. They haven't picked a competitor. So you guys, if there is a competitor that you guys do want to see AAA really dissect and kind of figure out um, how to beat them, you know, please let us know in the comments or let us know right now in the chat. That would be really awesome. Yeah, we'll throw it Oh, Roca. That would be a solid one on how to beat Roca. <laughs> you know, especially considering this conversation. Um, or Ethan Irwin. I feel like that would be a solid one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was um, last week. My hands. Um, but maybe the next upcoming episode for sure. But yeah, I know it's going to be a really interesting few weeks for here with us at C2A. And we should we can make the semi-soft announcement now, I believe. We do have an anniversary coming up on uh, March 28th, and we are planning a show of some kind. So get the uh, get your date books and mark that in there because that should be a fun show. We don't know exactly what's going on yet, but there's something going to go down for our two-year anniversary, also slash our celebration for hitting 1K. Um, but that should be a lot of fun, too. I'm not sure exactly what's going to be, but I'm sure we'll all make appearances at some point. So mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to see what we can do. It's going to be, all of us are going to be jumping in and out. We're going to be playing, playing a whole bunch of games. I'm hoping we play something along the lines of like Cinephile or something. <laughs> that would be awesome. Just saying, I love Cinephile. Um, yeah, so that would be whole, all that in a bag of chips. But yeah, guys, thank you so much for subscribing and participating as much as you have. I mean, like, you guys are the beast to the fucking knees. We love you. We really do. We appreciate you. So it'll be time now. If you guys have any questions in the chat for Schmodown related purposes or non Schmodown related purposes, or Alex and I, anything Alex and I can answer, um, we'll be glad to do so. Now is your chance. Speak now or forever hold your breath. Paul, dare me to drink the rest of this. I dare you to drink the rest of that. <laughs> okay. Oh, you convinced me. Pull my leg. Try <laughs> it. Try it. Try it. Keep going. Keep going. Tip it up. Tip it up. You got it. Right there and perfect. Girl after my own heart. Gotta say that. We're siblings. Uh, <laughs> rank the white claws. That's all you, Alex. Because I'm not a big white claw guy. Okay. Let me. Okay. Does that include new ones? Because yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't tried the new ones. I want you so bad. I need to get some. Okay. Let me get a pen. <laughs> okay. Hold up. Hold up. Okay, so we have grapefruit, ruby grapefruit. We got lime. Mm -hmm. We got mango. What else do we have? I can't remember. I got Jameson and Jack Daniels, and that's about all I got. So. Oh, Nikes. Oh, we got black cherry. Hey, babe. Oh. <laughs> You know what? Baby we can say no. Don't worry about it. As Robert mentioned, we should rank them on our special episode. So we could actually table that and save that for the episode. It's probably okay. a good idea. No. But this is how it would be. For reference, though. A preliminary answer. There you go. Ruby grapefruit. 
lime, black cherry, and then mango. I'm not a fan of the mango. It's okay. like, that's just me. Because I haven't tried the new flavors with like watermelon and everything. Maybe we'll do a deeper dive on the anniversary show. That'd be kind of good. But at, Robert, I have another question. What did you think of Hellraiser? We'll I feel like I regret tagging Mark in that Twitter post I made. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel really bad. What, that it's about like a skinless eroticism? <laughs> um, I didn't realize it was considered like a sexy movie. I was like looking it up on IMDb and how like a lot of people are like really into it for like sexy stuff. And I was just like, um, cool. <laughs> and there's a lot of supposed to be like sexy stuff in the movie. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Pinhead's not sexy to you? You know, like Pinhead? No, it's just like she's like really into this like skinless dude. And she's like, yeah, I'm so turned on by this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call you daddy. <laughs> I'm just like, oh God, <laughs> no. <laughs> no he has no skin. <laughs> Why? That's, that is something. That is one hot take. Alex, always up for the hot takes. <laughs> Nobody else talked about. I didn't realize it was such a, it was something that's like low key actually about that. I thought it was just a straight up like torture movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's let's move like, on. Like, I think. Okay, what, what is that movie by Eli Roth where they're like in like Croatia or something? Hostel. They, hot, sorry. Hostel. Hostel. Yes. So like hostel is like low key about hating immigrants. Mm, okay. like, it's like figuring that out, and once you hear it, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> it's just like oh, <laughs> once you see it, you can't see it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. Partis Justin Dawson wants to know when we're gonna get you and the action guys. Well, I don't know. I I got on because accident because I was because they're quarantined, so I'm helping them out. So I'm sure we can get her on at some point though. Uh, I, mean, actually, probably, cool. I don't know. I don't think they need me. Let's be honest. I like just hanging out in the chat. That could be something actually that the action guys are thinking about doing, uh, possibly doing call-ins and stuff on a new format eventually. So especially at the commander in chief level, you might have one of those first dibs to get on. So let's we'll see uh, how that is. Lucas is a question for Jake. Do you regret coming into bat for Alex? I think he does. I think he smartly does at this point. I'm so sure. Alex temporarily had a, had a, had someone on her side, but it quickly went away because okay, <laughs> like these are just personal opinions. And they can be wrong. And they can be wrong. I'm okay with that, you know. But also, alternatively, you can be very wrong. So yeah, but that doesn't happen very often. Sure. Okay, bud. Okay. Okay. Brian wants to let us know he's working on something for C2A. That's very nice. Oh, nice. What do you it's like? I'm curious what you're making. D, uh, he is a fantastic DJ and yeah. he actually wrote a, he made a song for Ladies Night. However, um, and it's actually available on uh, what should I call it? Um, cloud, the spring cloud. Which one? That one, I'm not sure where you mean. Which one do you mean? But that's okay. I'm not sure entirely either. I'm not sure I'll say it. Somebody but um, it, unfortunately, yeah, we we couldn't figure out how to get it from there to like save it as a regular file. We weren't uh, really sure, uh, so we couldn't figure out how to use it. <laughs> but yeah. we wanted to really bad. But right. what are you gonna do? We'll figure it out. Yeah. Charger, was there any more any old movies that you were looking forward to, ready to rumble or face off? Anyone? I don't. Uh, I, I don't want to say the question. 
So it's like ready. It's like ready to rumble is a saying. Like he was like, "Are you ready to rumble?" SoundCloud. Looking forward to watching SoundCloud. That's it. Maybe you mean Star Drew? You can clarify. Maybe you mean watching during the contagion, so to speak. Is that what you mean? Oh, um, I'm, yeah. I'm not really. Sure. I gotta be honest. No. I'm not really sure what that means, but yeah. we'll go. We'll move ahead, and if maybe if you can clarify what you mean, Star yeah. Drew, yeah. be fine. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Yes, he wants the watermelon white cloth so bad. So bad. Uh, I want to try the tangerine one. I love citrus, citrus flavors. Um, I think that Dan Merle's reaction to the AAA video kind of proved their point that you can get in this uh, sort of a Duffy protest too much situation. Um, oh, I think that's an interesting take. Um, I get yeah, absolutely. I, I remember reading that and talking to Dylan, the host, and asking him about that. I was like, hey. <laughs> I was like, are you going to respond or what? And um, because when, because I know AAA um, in particular, Dylan and Nat, when they do make those episodes, it's completely out of respect. The, the ideas coming into it, it's without any kind of bias. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, they're going exclusively by the numbers of how this person competes. You know, what is considered a strength? What is a weakness based on these percentages? And, um, but also, it's it is kind of true. Um, I remember like mentioning it, talking to them in the chat when they premiered that episode in particular. They kept bringing up the guy match as if Merle, when he played like three seasons ago, when he came back into Schmodown, um, you know, as if he's the same player today. Because there's a lot of competitors that Merle has faced since, where they try to do the big, you know, big, you know, villainous. Thing, right, and it doesn't work out, right? So, you can't really use that logic against them, which he addressed. I will say, you can, uh, it, it's kind of a, a you can affect him, I know, but as far as whether that affects his gameplay, I think that's the difference. He can still be affected, I think, in the, the triple threat match and against the against Shazam, he drew when maybe behind that, that challenge, it definitely got into his head a minute. Unfortunately, instead of throwing him off his game, it just made him laser focus hard, harder. He went right at the uh, at the, the and won the match, kicked ass. Oh, so oh. that's a, an interesting yeah. point. But so maybe that's again against this point. He can get his head, but if you do, it might not be for your benefit anymore. Yeah, I do. It's like just kind of bringing that back up. Uh, Robert says, "Are you looking to for two ready to rumble or face?" I think that he's just referring to the titles, the movies, because they're capitalized. Are you looking forward to ready to rumble the movie or face off the movie? Well, I love both those movies, yeah. so I got I, there. Um, I will say that I don't have any plans to watch them anytime soon again, but face off is definitely a possibility I could watch again. Ready to rumble, I'm not a huge. I'm just gonna say I'm not a huge fan of it. It's not a it's not a movie I go back to watch very often. Based off, I'll go back and watch every once in a while just because I love watching Travolta be Cage and Cage be Travolta. So uh, two great actors there. Yeah, what do you think of Face Off? Do you like Face Off? Not, I've never seen it. Oh god. I I didn't grow up watching those movies. I didn't. My brother wasn't into those movies. I didn't grow up watching them. It's I will watch them eventually. I just didn't grow up with them, man. I will watch it eventually. It is on my list. I mean, I watched I watched Hellraiser and Candyman today. I watched 
Frozen 2, Pikachu, and The Island yesterday. I'm like actively trying to watch new movies right now. So heck, maybe I'll do a little double feature tomorrow. Just watch Face Off for me. Do that for me. Don't it's just, I, I there's a lot of movies I, ha I have yet to see, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I will uh, I will say I'll give you a little, little uh, slack, but definitely watch it soon. Uh, all right. Let's see. Anybody else in here? Uh, that's sure. I just dropped my hair there briefly. <laughs> I have hair. I know. It's you saw hair for the first time. And it is actually on screen. I know. It's amazing, huh? Uh, let's see. Anything else? I think. That, oh, how did you like the island? You saw the island. How did you like the island? Oh, um, it is. It's uh, I think it's a fun story. Um, I also like Sean Bean. I love him in any kind of villainous character. He's a fun time. But also, it's uh, it's such a fucking Michael Bay movie. <laughs> There's like a 45 minute action scene. It's just like one long action scene. There's like no calmness in during at any point during those 45 minutes when they're on the run. Um. The most interesting part to me was actually when they were in, locked in, mm. <laughs> kind of going yeah. through the world, their everyday stuff and everything. So that was like the most, to me, the most interesting part. And then they just got out out of after like 30 minutes. And I was like, oh, this is it for the next like yeah. hour. <laughs> I have to rewatch it. But I think I, I watched that in the, in the theater. I don't think I've seen it since the theater. So, so it's been quite a while. For me. I mean, it's a, it's a fun time. But it's something that's fun to have in the background while like cleaning the house or something. You know, that sounds about right. That actually, sounds about right for most of Michael Bay movies, to be honest with you. Uh, um, let's see. Far to start again. What movie that was postponed or moved due to the coronavirus were you looking forward to the most and are bummed about the move? Oh, um, can we like pull up the list? Is there like a uh, list? I, I know Mulan, Bond, was right. Right. James uh, Bond, No Time to Die. Um, New Mutants again, poor New Mutants. Holy shit, that four fucking movie is just never, <laughs> never can catch a break. Like on Hulu or something, dude. I mean, point? Yeah, I feel bad now. Like, there's no point. Um, <laughs> that's uh, that spy movie did open up though. <laughs> I, I think it was with um, yeah. what's my his spy name? Is yeah, yeah uh, he's a spy that's also like babysitting ish. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Well, that's true. A good point. Solid calling you out. You're focusing on new movies like 2005's The Island? No, they're not new movies. They're new movies to me that I haven't seen. Like that, Face Off. There's a, there's a million. There's a, um, I didn't grow up watching a lot of movies when I was little. I didn't. Like I uh, I watched the same like maybe 30 movies total. Um, mm. We didn't go to the movie theaters when I was a kid. Um, the only movie, like, I went to, I remember going to the movie theater, like, once every other month as a family. Um, mm -hmm. just, just Disney movies and the occasional stuff on VHS. <laughs> Fair enough. But it was just a handful. But uh, I didn't start going to the movie theater, like, actively until I was in high school. And so I started going on the occasional date. And then I was like, oh, this is a movie theater. People actually get popcorn. <laughs> I, poor, poor child. No, like my parents, my parents were like, no, no one goes, like, he was like, no, we're, we're too poor to go to get popcorn and candy at a movie theater. <laughs> and so I, I, as a family, we were like, no, if you, like, you, you just go directly to the, to the theater itself. You don't go in line and get popcorn. Like, 
we would sneak it in our purses if we wanted snacks. I definitely had a different father. Well, I did sneak in candy. That's true. My father used to take us to the drive-in or take us to the He'd go to like the grocery store and get these big-ass candy things, but we couldn't go without popcorn, so we would definitely get popcorn. Also, like on milit and uh, on some military bases, um, the like on some military bases, they would have movie theaters that they would like mm -hmm. show a movie like that would be released like uh, that would be shown like two or three months after it's been released. And so mm -hmm. I remember seeing like X Men for the first time in theater, and we were like it in some um, in most of the base movie theaters, you're allowed to bring food and drinks and stuff from the outside into the theater. Yep. And so that was like my only theater experience for a very long time. I used to go to the theaters all the time. as my father. That's why I love movies. I think my father used to take me to movies like every week. He loved movies. So I heard oh. Robert Allen has a good, good list right there. F9, that's supposed to be nine. Mulan, New Mutants, Quiet Place 2, and Bond are probably the biggest ones that got pushed back so far. Oh, just saying, Robert, I do have a, uh, I do have one. Uh, a letterbox yeah. account. Oh, you do? I do. Am I following him yet? I don't know. Let's see. I love I love Letterboxd also. I love Letterboxd. Um, let's see. Well, I will say that, okay, just going back to that question to answer it real quick. I think Bond is the one I missed the most. Quiet Place 2 is also a close second, but I feel like we'll get that sooner than November. So I'll go with Bond. I'm um, honestly most excited for Quiet Place 2. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mulan is a cl very close second. I do as well. I do as well. Yeah. As an Asian, like I like grew up in an Asian household growing up. Milana was my girl. Okay. So that was a big Peace deal. Peace out, Chris. Peace out, Chris. And uh Camshaft wants to know about your ailment and your new show. Is something you can talk about or Oh yeah. Um, so Video Drew and I were doing a little show um, for anyone that's like on our Patreon and everything. I don't, I'm not entirely sure if it's going to be available for non-Patreon members, but it's going to be called Cinema Bias. It's going to be really fun. So it's, <laughs> um, it's going to be really fun. So pretty much we talk about some of the movies that we are super duper passionate about. And we were talking about why we're passionate about it specifically. And, you know, maybe it'll be over movies that She's passionate about certain movies that I am not passionate about. These are very new movies for me. So she's having me watch Video Drone. And I'm terrified. And I'm ready to cry. Because <laughs> I don't like, like, torture porn. And I don't like body horror. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you. Robert, he's actually doing thumbnails for us. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, but uh, yeah, so pretty much we go Robert about Adams? We're we're yeah, Ryan Adams, Adams. Oh, sweet. Sorry, uh, yeah, Robert Adams, not Ryan Adams. Uh, Robert Adams, he's making for us. But so we talk about things like why it's important to not only us individually, why it's sentimental, potentially, but why it's important for anyone to watch this. Why is it? What kind of impact does it have have on our culture, if at all? Um, any actors, prominent directors, or what it may be that was involved with it? If it was a launching pad or whatever it may be. There's any aspect that was like particularly really interesting creatively or the story or whatever, maybe visually. Um, um, but yeah, I know, uh, Drew, she's really excited to talk about the production aspect of this movie, especially. So I'm kind of curious about that. But uh, next time we actually watch it, I'm going to be having her watch <laughs> the Pussycat Dolls. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. That should definitely be fun. So okay, cool. that's uh, that's gonna be great. 
Uh, Robert, that's where I, I, I was a little behind. That's where I see Robert oh, talking um, about letterbox. Thank you, Robert. I I do I do a lot of work on letterbox. I do a lot of lists and stuff. So. Again, yeah, I don't know if you can yeah. see it. I don't know. Maybe. I have built so many lists in the background. You don't even know. I I rank rank every movie and like every actor's filmography and stuff recently. Some of them are only public. I only have like twenty okay. public. It's probably a thousand lists I've started. So. It's A L E M C F A. That's my name. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what mine is. I got. I have to look it up. Maybe I'll have to do. Uh, <laughs> wondering if I was nervous to say he didn't think Rook would win with Rook in the stream. No, I'm not nervous at all. I uh, I don't I, I I always say what my truth is as far as what matches. But I don't nothing. I'm not easily influenced by people in the chat. Um, and plus, now that John and I are, are on good terms, I know we can bust each other's balls a little bit. And I think he, he respects my opinion and I respect his. So I'm no problem telling him why I think he'll win or lose. Um, is what it is. Uh, let's see. Anything more? Yes, that, I did want to say that during your okay. rant. It is not torture porn. So. You're right. It's body horror. And it's, that in itself is kind of a form of torture for me. So. That could be an interesting dull feature. That's actually that is not, not bad. Attack the Block would be kind of a cool, interesting pairing with it. Um, let's see. Anything else? I think that will do it. I think that's it. Um yeah, this oh, was a long ass episode, Paul. It is. We should probably wrap it up anyway. We're at almost oh, we're over two hours. Jesus Christ. Kelsey would not be happy with us. That's all right. She'd be like, Why don't wrap it up? Out of here, guys. <laughs> oh, I will do that. I am never influenced. Well, I'm always influenced by you in life, Saul. I'm influenced by you in life. So being in the chat doesn't matter to me either way. So that's what we'll say. Alice, where can they find you? Um Oh, sorry. Why did I say Pussycat Dolls earlier? It's Josie and the Pussycats. Sorry. Oh, the Josie. movie. The movie. I stand corrected. I don't know why I said that. Uh, yes, you can find me at uh, running the Called Action Podcast uh, uh, podcast uh, Twitter handle at Called Action Pod. That'd be really awesome. Give us a follow us there. Um, but also like and subscribe to this page. Please leave a comment. We're still a very much a growing YouTube page, and we can't mm -hmm. really do that without the necessary thumbs up and without the necessary comments here and there. So I'd really uh, appreciate if you guys leave any suggestions, anything you guys want us to kind of talk about or kind of touch base on in the next episode. Um, but also, I personally run the um, how we go about the us in like audio form on podcast form via anchor. So definitely check us out on Google podcasts, Spotify, Apple podcasts, all that good stuff. And you can definitely check us out there. Perfect. 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 And with video drew now, also you can find you there too. <laughs> Go to Patreon of video drew and uh, you can see Alex teaming up with her. Um, as far as I go at Paul underscore to news on Twitter. Um, I also find me on patreon.com slash team action. We definitely have been really kicking ass with that recently. Uh, new tiers, new excitement, new the captain's cabana coming up, all sorts of things going on at Ben and Drew. And you can occasionally see me on the action guys, at least while they're under quarantine. So I'm helping them out with StreamYard. I might make an appearance, I might not, you never know. Um, I'll also say real quick on chilled action. I'm also on Class Action, which is a show on the Action Industries YouTube channel. Myself and Richard Eric Jarvie take two opposing views and go and rank I put them up against each other on the basis of five categories and see which one comes out on top. Um, and then finally, I have opened up a YouTube channel called PLD Projects. I do a Star Wars show and a show on 
the 1983 sci-fi classic saga. Um, and they got more stuff come up there too. So uh, have to keep an eye out on that. So um, I guess that's where you can find both of us. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to Call to Action Live, episode number 69. Chill tomorrow, showbase on Wednesday, and, of course, call live next Sunday. And uh, I salute you. Peace out.